Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder, James Boyd came to give them life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they kick it trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in. That's on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit it, talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation The power of this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Hey, folks. Welcome to One Nation Radio. I'm James Bonnet. We have Rich Lotta in, like, I'm not going to say too much. I'm just going to tell Rich to go ahead, and I'm just going to step to the side for now. So, Rich, the floor is yours. Welcome back to One Nation Radio after two weeks off. You know, uh, fresh off a of motherfucker's ass. You know, shout out to Tanya. You know, I believe I've seen her tweet her location as that one time. But uh, today, uh, there is a special pack going in the air right now. For uh, someone I've been told is one of the five greatest point guards to ever live, someone that the analytics have told me have tried to tell me was better than Kobe Bean Bryant in 2008, someone that John Hollinger won't let it go. Ryan Rosillo sounded like a family member died on the Bill Simmons podcast. The way he was talking about the disappointment of Chris Paul, my God. Slander time. Let's go. Fire it up. James, I was not on the show last year. I've waited two years for this. I've waited two years for tonight. Last year, I was off the show for whatever reason when they lost last year. 
I don't know what I was doing, but it was a solo James show. So I did not get to fire him up last year. I don't remember year. this at all. But go ahead. I, I did not uh, slander him for the loss in the bubble. I figured I like, I had respect for the way he competed that, that game. I liked it. I, I didn't want to do it to him. But this year. Loss in the bubble. Oh, with the Thunder against the Rockets? Right. Oh, this, okay. this year. Yeah. Yes, sir. So um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, pull up a little image here. Um, so give me just a moment on this here. And those of you that are on the podcast, I just want, you know, <laughs> just check out this final score for me real quick. I know it's backwards, but. You know, so so Chris Paul um, came in here. I was watching these boys get smoked last night. Like this was a a goddamn like demolition. F- feel free to join in with me. Oh, I mean, they're awful. I mean, they start. Uh, Aiden, Chris, and and Booker all started like one for fifty. Or no, they had like one for fifteen in the first half. And it's like one, how are you three only shooting fifteen shots? And and two, how the fuck do you only make one basket? <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, it was awful. It was all time terrible performance. Um, like I, I, it's inexplicable that like a team that um literally makes his all his offense is like one of the greatest, not one of the greatest offenses, but like one of the best offenses in the league this year, and the whole entire offense is predicated on. They make all the tough shots. They're, they take all the shots that nobody wants to give up. Like, or they let their defense give you. Like, they don't get to the free throw line a lot. They don't shoot a lot of threes. They don't get to the hoop. It's all about Booker and Chris Paul getting mid range jumpers and long twos. And then, like, they just literally did nothing. And, like, Chris Paul had nothing. He had nothing at all. Um, Booker. I get, I can give Booker the excuse of well he's getting doubled a lot, but it's like you're a stone you know. cold scorer. If you're you're a stone cold scorer, like the gravity you you attracting two people should be enough to get other people uh, open shots and looks and like nothing doing. And like the crazy thing about it is like I got to the game late and I'm looking at it and, like they're down five and like they're down five for a minute throughout the whole first quarter. I'm like okay they're down five they're down five, and I'm looking like okay well they're not fucking scoring. They're playing defense. They're, they're stopping the Mavericks. I'm like, the Mavericks aren't like going nuts and making a bunch of threes like game. Um, it was game four. I'm like, okay, all right. Well, their defense actually showed up this game. They're playing defense. Like they weren't giving up like you know damn near or 44 three pointers. So I'm like, okay, they'll start scoring, and then it keeps going. And like they're not even getting like even halfway decent looks. And it's like their their offense looks nothing like you've seen them. Uh, ever since Chris Ball's been there, he's like, what? Not even like at times when they struggled against the Bucks last year, did their offense look like look this lost? And I'm like, what's going on? And I'm just watching Chris. And I'm thinking about how Chris played throughout the whole entire series. I'm like, well, he's injured. And I'm like, but I'm not giving the excuse that he's injured. It's like you're injured. You're playing and you're playing so bad. And like, why should we care if you're injured? If even if you are, like, you have no juice. And quite frankly, given what happened with the Lakers series last year, he had that stinger and like he couldn't dribble the ball, couldn't shoot. He was out there and like made the series close and was like literally being a liability to his team because he's being selfish and playing. I'm like, all right, campaign has more juice than you right now. It's time for you to sit. 
Um, and eventually they, uh, you know, Chris got his, you know, was able to get feeling back and to be able to shoot later in the series and the series is over. But it was like, yo, this is just like the, the, that series is just like the series, like the, the end of the finals where all of a sudden, like he has to go get hand surgery at the end of the finals. And it's like, this is like, Hey man, like I know, um, I know that, uh, that, Do- that Chad Matthews, uh, like he's, he's a Chris Paul hater because like, you know, NC State guy, he punched Julius Haas in the nuts, and then also in the same game, hit the fucking game winner, so, like, he's always gonna fucking hate that guy, I get it, but, um, like, after, um, I think after the 2018 finals, or the 2018, uh, Western finals, like, he had basically got off the hating thing, just like, well, he's just not reliable because he's always be injured, and I was like, Oh, I see. You 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 have now changed it from he's not a crunch time player. He can't do X, Y, and Z. Too. He's proved to you that, and now it's a uh, write him off as he's always injured. Well, what 19, 20, <laughs> 21, 22, Four years later, I'm in that camp now. Where it's like his play isn't it was the, the play isn't the question. It's uh his body always betrays him. You can't rely on that dude because his body's always betray him. It's not the it's not the play. It's always the body and. Hey, and that's just and that's as good as you stinking up the joint by being healthy. It doesn't matter. Like the, if you can't get the job done, you can't get the job done. It's tragic in a way, but it is what it is. Um, he's my second favorite active player in the league right now, still. But I can't. There's nothing to. There's nothing to say about this. Like as many as many. Um, I can point out all the great moments he's had in the postseason or whatever else. Like his, he's not like a James Harden situation. But oh, we gonna get to him too. James Harden. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, he got his name the same round. Yeah, like he's not like he's a James Harden. Like he, this dude has hit, has had like for fourth quarters, had great closeout games, hit game winners against former champions, all that kind of stuff. It's not the point. Like we put him on, or not, we put him on his level. His play is of a certain level of player, and when it came down to time and time again, where it's time for him to. Uh, to be in that situation, don't get me wrong. He's been on a lot of like funky ass teams with real wa- roster constructions. Quite frankly, the like this Suns team is like, like the, the last year is like the best like fit for him in, in his career ever. Um, in years sixteen and seventeen, but that's not the point. It's like at some point we got to stop for the like, people that are Chris Paul fans like me. At some point, you got to be like, he just get the job done. And, like, that's kind of where I am on it. Like, I don't hate him or I'm not mad at him. And I don't feel like he's letting me down or anything. But it's like, this was your bl- this was your blast shot to win the title. And the door's officially closed. So, like, I can't I can't be like, well, maybe. Because I always be like, I always play the cloud where, like, there's going to be time. There'll be time where the stars align and whatever else. And then last year it happened. And then sure enough, like, nah, it didn't align. Your hand's fucking broken. Fuck you. Like, <laughs> You just five, it, you're, you're never gonna chance. So Look, there you go. Five two nothing leads blown. Him and Doc Rivers, just like Kendra Lamar, united in grief. Um I see that's I, the thing. I, I never was, even realized like the, the being up two old was like a thing until like Chris Paul apparently now. I, I never even knew it was a thing. Like I can't recall crawls. I can't know like three one, yeah, that's definitely a thing. Two oh I never even realized the thing until just like this series, apparently. James, I, I just want to know, like, why did the media not this year? Um, why didn't they ask Devin Booker about how bad he felt for Chris Paul again? Oh, because Booker also stunk. 
And that's a weird one. Like, like Booker they had treated, never had a bad. They, I think this were, it had to be his worst playoff game. Got to be. Yeah, the Luca barbecue grilled these boys. Um, I, and know. that's the part that's funny is like, do you think the Mavs are good? No. Exactly. No. <laughs> like, like I would like, especially. I don't know if you followed this series closely at all, but it's like every every home team. Every home game except for game seven, the home team won and it wasn't competitive by the fourth quarter, right? They just pulled away and won by double digits in like, or at least, or the game was out of reach and like maybe someone got it to, uh, to, uh, singles digits, but like the game, that was not an indicator how close the game was or how, how, how far apart both teams were at home. And like the things I was seeing with like, uh, the Mavs and the Suns and both of these games, like, nothing ever led me to believe that, like, the Suns were ever going to lose this fucking series until Game 7 happened. I'm looking up and like, oh, they're done. They're cooked. Like I, I got to watch the game late. Um, I tuned in and it was 47 to 27, and or, or excuse me, it was 57 to 27. And I was so like, halftime. I was like, what is going on here? And yeah. I immediately... And wrong, like, we got to give Luka some credit. Luka had 27 in the, in the first half. He was incredible. Bro, but, like, it didn't I, ma- he could have so, had 15, and they still would have smoked them. So, check this out. So, after the game ended, I watched all the post-game coverage, and then, like, the game started over again, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, let me check this first quarter out. And when I tell you, this man, Luka, came out, and he already, like... He he had he had decided to finish ahead of time, James. Like this man came out here and was like threes. Uh, I'm shaking all you off me. I'm I'm backing you down. There's nothing they can do with this man. Like nothing. Like the one like, we posted up, uh, Aiden from like like base from the from the top of the free throw line, like down to like 13 feet or probably like four or probably like 12 feet, and then like uh, hit the turnaround over the top. And I was like. I don't think I've ever seen somebody like do that to somebody that good defensively at center. That, that's weird. That's that you know. That's like has that that big of a size mismatch. It was weird, and I was like, you know, whatever. Like maybe you know, like Aiden uh, all throughout the postseason got uh, got put or not without a post, but in this series got like put in weird positions with with uh, Luca. So it's like maybe he was seeing ghosts. Was like I can't like you know put too much force on him. Otherwise he's gonna get by me on for a, you know lay it in or whatever else. But like that was that was embarrassing because because it, it, you watch it and you can be you, it, without context. You're like did he just muscle a center an NBA center? He didn't, but it looked like it. They they've wanted to just hand everything to Chris Paul for years and years about you know where he's at on the all-time list and all that and I, I would get real pissed when I hear you know people talking about the best point guard ever and you know forgetting people like Magic Johnson existed and Isaiah Thomas existed like no like Steph Curry doesn't exist at the same goddamn time like no like stop this where he's never win he's never winning as the best player on a team ever he should go probably sign up for one of those Gary Peyton rings, you know, see if you can latch on somewhere, you know, figure it out, whatever you no, got to do. If, if you want to keep, doing it. you know, if you want to keep coming out in this league and, and then when a time man June comes up, you coming up lame, like, like we've seen this movie before and it has multiple chapters, like fire this man up. Like, you know what I'm, uh, you know what I'm worried about? Like if you do the like, well, you know, get him in a situation where he's just a luxury and then you baby him. Like I'm worried that like he ends up like that 2014 wave thing where it's like, you did all this fucking coddling and he still breaks down on you in the finals. <laughs> you know, do you remember, do you remember that? Like he played like 50 games that year. LeBron yes. just lets him know when LeBron has no idea when, um, 
like when he's coming in and out, like he's finding out like in, a, in like an hour before the game that the way is not going to play and shit like that. And then like he he, he looks he looks pr- perfectly fine throughout the first three rounds, and then the finals happen. He like he. It's almost, it like a, it's, it's almost like a fucking vampire sucked his, sucked his essence out of him. It's like what the fuck just happened here? Uh, and, and like I feel like if you do if you do the if you go through if you're in a situation where you're that desperate enough to go get Chris Paul at that point at this point now going forward in the rest of his career, then like nah man like he's gonna lay it down to you at some point some, some stretch like the veganism shit. We've you know I've, you know we got, I got a cousin named Alex. He's a vegan and like he always like. <laughs> Anytime maybe, anybody, maybe he needs some meat for them bones. But that's the thing, right? It's like you talk about like the veganism has extended to prime, and maybe it has extended to prime. But he still fucking breaks down at the most crucial time. Every time you need him, it don't matter. It don't. It don't matter. You know, within minutes, you know, he was coming out with the with the injury. You know, immediately out of that uh that that LeBron hand cast playbook. Um, the, you know, we, we just talking about how tired Chris Paul is. Nobody's allowed to criticize this man. Nobody's allowed to say anything bad about this guy. Pat Bev got on TV and tuned this man up. And I don't like being on the side of Pat Bev, but unfortunately, oh, especially as you know, he out there lying his ass off look, too. I, I <laughs> you don't believe it. There. Hey, hey, serious question, right? Do we have, uh, cause we got to talk about the fucking Matt Barnes part of it too. So, all right, let's go. Let's go. Let's talk about that part. What did, look, I only uh, saw and, and Chris one Paul, or two I don't things. What all did he say? One more thing for Chris Paul. I don't appreciate this, by the way. These niggas were down forty points, forty points, and this is yeah. this this is a big contention of like the the reason why I've never really gravitated towards Chris Paul because I felt like some of the stats is fake. Like they were monkey stats. Like they were down forty points. He had one single point midway through the third quarter, and then all of a sudden in the fourth quarter he wanted to start shooting to try to get to 10 points like why were you in the game at all like to get to 10 points and to shoot 50 to shoot 50 from the floor he was four for eight me and kirby were laughing like seeing what's going on like this was this was some bullshit that he was doing at the end of that game and he should be called out for it and uh the sun's like completely like imploded in a way that i've never seen in my lifetime for a team at home in game seven New grounds being 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 broken here. I I'd have to go to a like I have to look up something on like basketball references to, to try to gauge like I don't I don't recall <clears throat> any home team on a game seven like just completely like just. Look, I've seen plenty of Laker blowout losses. Autumn just be on the road like you know in in like game six or something like that. Like there's never no hey we showing up chips on the line everything else one one shot left and they came out here and they had nothing and the game the the final score and do, does not even indicate how close that was I and it lost by like 30 it. yeah it, and yeah. it was more like they were down at four by 46 at one point yeah and i don't even and like apparently there was some shit that's going on with aiden and monty williams that I, and like people are, yeah. are roughly talking about but not like referencing what the fuck's actually going on with them and like it's like what is going on i don't I have no idea um yeah so the pat bev part Oh, so he basically called that man a cone. He said, uh, Chris Paul can't guard anybody anymore. The whole league knows it. This is stuff the players talk about, but like, you know, no one on TV actually picks up on. Uh, he said, what do we do um, for 
you know, uh, for guys like that, uh, like, like it's a cone, like you dribble around it. What does the cone do? It don't move, essentially. Uh, he said he loses no sleep over Chris Paul. Um, like when he's preparing, like, you know, if he had to play, uh, you know, Chris Paul the next day, he don't care. He's going to go get him some wine. He's going to have to have a steak and he's going to sweat it out before um, in the shoot around. But Steph Curry, he, he's going to tell his lady not to hit him up. He's going to sleep early. He's, he's all that when, he, when he's facing somebody like Steph. Mm-hmm. Um, and then keep in mind, like, like this is the same like Chris Paul he's talking about that tuned his ass up for forty something and eliminated him last year in the playoffs. So like that's why like I'm just laughing at, like this stuff because like one I don't know if you know this and I didn't want to say this because it's not like I don't want to like to let people know that like Santa Claus is like is not real, but it's like Pat Bev was on uh, JJ Reddick's podcast this year and talked about like how Pat Bev was, like, in one of them Chris Paul, like, Chris Paul camps. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's known Chris Paul for forever. And, like, he loves Chris Paul. And Chris Paul has helped him out in this and the third. Like, he's been full-on gimmick mode, like, trying to get this job as media because he knows at the end of his days. So, like, the whole time, oh. I am no- I know what's going on and, like, or whatever else. And then, like, he talked about, like, with the push thing. was, like, I pushed him because I was frustrated or whatever else. And we, you know, I apologized after the fact. He talked about all that, right? So, for me, like... I know all of this, and like I, he's doing this, and like I guess people don't really know that nah. like, he's in full gimmick. So he's going off and doing this. So I'm like, it's funny, whatever. It's funny. He's like, he don't give be- him the Ben Simmons slander. Right. Like- it's funny. He don't. Be- one is funny. Two, he don't believe a single word of it. T- t- three, if you know anything, you know he's he's full on gimmick. So like I'm enjoying it, like because it's like it's it's like he's kicking somebody while he's like that like embarrassed like embarrassed of a national television, right? So I'm like, whatever. So, uh. Then Matt Barnes comes after him later in, on, like, later uh, ESPN programming and was like, you're a role player. Chris Paul will be remembered forever as, a you know, one of the all-time great players or whatever else. First time, first Battle Hall of Fame. We just had a third. Like, you were more like me. You are a role player in the league. Uh, Chris Paul had an awful series uh, by his standards. And even by these shitty standards that he set in this series, like, these numbers that he had are still better than your career numbers. And I was like, okay, so, like, how come I know it's a joke, but but Matt Barson knows it's a joke? <laughs> like I was trying, I was at least trying to have some fun out of like the, the shit, out of the, the the misery this was for me as a Chris Paul fan to watch. And like you know, and then Matt Barson's like, no, 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 you, we can't talk about Chris Paul like this. Yeah, we can. This, this, he was look, awful. That's exactly why. Look, that 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 is a perfect example <laughs> of why people like me and. The lead nations of motherfuckers be on people's ass about you're not allowed to talk about Chris Paul like this. Like why? But why, the thing, why, but why I, can I think we the, talk about I him? Think the thing is, is like quite frankly, nobody. Okay, because I, I feel like it's a us versus them mentality thing and the fraternity, where it's like there's all these fucking shows where Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp and Stephen A. Smith spend <laughs> a great chunk of their day talking about what someone didn't do because they're not fucking Jesus on wheels or Jesus in, in sneakers. And like, they all feel like outside of, you know, the rivalry that is, we got to go through these, per- these people and play them for two weeks um, to get to where we want to go. Outside of that, it's just pleasantries and say whatever. But then like, say, say to people behind the scenes, how they really feel about each other and actually be really be competitive. So, I think the part where it's like, it's been so long since somebody actually came out and slandered or slandered another NBA player, NBA player, the NBA player. And like, you kind of got these, like these new dudes 
that are like I, I don't I don't mean I don't mean that pejoratively, but like these like the guys like the Grizzlies and like Ant Edwards that are just like they say what they feel and they don't really care and they're not really saying nothing like problematic. It's just like you know, I don't like this dude, he's in my way, I'm gonna say I don't like this dude, he's in my way, as opposed to kind of being like, yeah, he's great, you know, we're gonna yeah. compete. Uh, so, was, was celebrating uh, yeah. so, Chris Paul's demise. So I think so. I think the thing is, like, we, the league has been so buttoned up about that for, you know, I don't know, last 20 years, that it's kind of like somebody, you know, wow, somebody's really going back to this? That feels weird. And like, you know, Matt Barnes is a part of that guard where, like, we start, we didn't talk about this. Like, this, you know, it's in, for, in the fraternity. Like, we don't really talk about this. So, like, he's kind of like, we are the world trying, shit. trying to check him out. But the thing, with, the thing with Pat Bev is, like, one, he's a fucking, he's a fucking ridiculous person. And two, like, we know, he's he thinks, like, you know I'm gonna come up here and say some bullshit. Y'all know I don't really mean this. And, and, and so I think, like, the part where it's kind of like, you know, and also it's like, because he's so you know, stick around the league. He's so immature, like, he kind of gravitates to the young dudes. That's why him and Edwards get together or, or, like, get along so well. It's like, oh, so you're a grown-ass man that hangs out with 22-year-olds. I get it. I, 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 this makes this makes so much sense now. Like, it makes so much sense. That's why y'all get along so well. Like, you're, you're like, you, you, you figured out how to stick around this league by being, like, this kind of, like, immature risk-taker that's okay with injuring people. But, like, so you're a quick. So the 22 year old gets it because he don't know no damn better. Okay, gotcha. Makes perfect sense now. So, um, but yeah, Matt Barnes coming out being the adult. It was like I get the need. To, I get the feel of why you feel you need to be an adult. But like, nah, it's not that serious, man. It's not that serious. It's not. Tell you, let this man get tuned up. Yeah, you know, let him, let him get tuned up. So uh, I don't know what happens with Phoenix going forward. They have a lot of uh, things to figure out as far as DeAndre Aiden and his his pay. Well, it's but... not just Aiden. It's it's like all them dudes are coming up. Like, okay, they already paid Bridges. Chris Paul took a pay cut to try to make the luxury tax uh, less painful for Sarver, who's notoriously cheap. Um, Devin Booker is like two years away from, or I think he's eligible for the max right now, like or this summer. He should get it. If not, then he's going to be like, get me the fuck out of here probably in two years. Uh, where's the countdown to that? Uh, Chris is 37? Look, and 36? No, 36, 37. Um, so oh, like, he's 37, yeah. Yeah, so like with, you know, like, uh, like, Bridges already got paid. So it's like, that team realistically is not going to be able to stay together. Look, they might be done. Grand opening, not might grand be. closing. Not might be. This was their last shot. The only way, the only way they were going to stay together, the only way they were going to stay together is if they had, if they had won a title this year, and then like you look at Sarver and be like, "You gonna break up a championship team? You fucking moron!" Exactly. Look, Robert Sarver has shown you um, that he will break this shit down uh, like Degeneration X at the first sign of like uh, that he's able to. Oh yeah, uh, like th- look, this look, is a, this is a cursed franchise, generationally They've, cheap. Look, this is a cursed franchise. They've never won. I hate the Phoenix Suns uh, as a staff record label and a crew uh, for for the mid two thousands. Think, look, think of think of that 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 Suns team from that era, right? They traded the draft pick that turned out to be Rajon Rondo. They didn't pay uh, Joe Johnson to come back. It, it's, it's th- 
Ruin Steve Nash's ruin Steve Nash's career. Ruin Amari Stoudemire's career. Ruin Sean Marion's career. Marion. Yeah, like just you know, you know, just always cheap. You know, so yeah. Boris Diaw, yeah, go 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 to go to the Bobcats. Go get fat. We we're not going to pay you. Um, uh, let's let's make a quick turn to uh the East. Um, in James Harden, um, uh, in the Sixers and Joel Embiid, um, uh, James Harden, a choke artist, choke artist, just just admire the work of the choking, you know, just 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 get a lozenge, you know, whatever you got to do, just like you know, when, when it's amazing how fast they lose it, and I do not envy the Philadelphia 76ers and their upcoming decision, which it seems like a, de- a decision was already made before James Harden walked in the door that he was being extended on the Supermax. And well, that's, why, I, that's one why he would show up, right? Or yep. you assume something like that. So I, mean, like, I mean, this just happened with Chris Paul, right? But at least, like, Chris, here's the thing, right? This is crazy. James Harden is, what, your age, right? Yeah, he's 32. He's 32. And like we're talking about getting him to uh I think I think he can't get 5 years. I don't think he can get 5 years. So he, like he can get 5 from the Sixers. He can? Okay. So we're talking about getting him to, you know, 30 uh 37 37ish 37ish on 5 years, right? And it's like it's going to be 5 years 250. Right, and you, and you look at it and you're like, okay, Chris Paul is 37. Chris Paul is 37. I'd much rather be paying out the rest of what, what Chris Paul's contract is at 37 going into, like, damn near 40 than James Harden uh, going through thirties, going through in, through his mid to late 30s. That sounds James like Harden will like be the – he is, he is, like, a lock to become the worst contract in the league. Oh, yeah. I mean, unless somehow – well, obviously, it's not going to happen. I'm saying unless, like, somehow – Westbrook is extended, but like this is the last year of his deal coming up, like he's not getting that kind of money ever again. So yeah, um, so yeah, you're right. And man, pay James Harden, trust James Harden. Uh, think James Harden is going to dedicate himself to the game. He's done. I don't see it. it it's too late. He, it's, it's too over. late. Like somebody said this to me, but like they brought up flashes of like the promo that. Uh, Daniel Bryant, it was uh, me. Bryant Anderson had to, uh, yeah, had to. Uh, Eddie Kingston was like, "There's not enough work you could do in the next X amount of time to make up for what you haven't done over the past whatever." And it's like James Harden burnt the candle at both ends for a decade, and while he is one of the most prolific uh, offensive talents in NBA history, absolutely unquestionably, we knew that was going to come at a cost. Regardless of his skill set, he wasn't going to be a person that aged well. We all, but we thought it was going to be like he was going to have his early thirties. He's in his early thirties and he's toast. Like, like we thought, he, I thought, Finito. I thought he was going to age out like like a normal NBA player, great NBA player does. Where it's like gets to like thirty three and that's kind of the end, and he'll probably hold on a few more years. He looks like he's already at like thirty. He looks like he, he looks like he's like three years from being out of the league. Like he he looked like he need to go to Guangdong, you know, uh, you know, China, you know, statue, you know, go over there with with, with you know, uh, the Shanghai Sharks, you know, find find one of those franchises. I think Yao Ming made, you know, you know, he got that Rockets connection, you know, it was a rocket for all them years. He he can take it to China, you know, and, and maybe try it out. He well, can score fifty a game over I there. I don't know if that's even a thing anymore because of Mori in two thousand nineteen. That's true, but Maury, 
I I no, no, twenty thousand I'm sorry, two thousand twenty. Sorry. I think Maury would be different from a player because player wasn't involved. I know they our Chinese brothers. And, they, they pulled. They pulled a lot of shit at the time. I was gonna I can't say. I know our Chinese was, so brothers like, and sisters sometimes don't really do well with the nuance, especially like the decision makers well, on I that. Mean, yeah. So, like, they ain't really one for you know trying to figure out what went yeah. wrong. We're not, just, we, we're not no nuance. We just all of it. Just get it out of here. Yeah. So uh, that's a solid point. But but I think Guangdong and Shanghai might be, um you know, some fine options for James Harden from this point forward. Yeah. I, Doc Rivers, come to the stage. Yeah, Doc, yeah. Um, I don't even know. Like, one is like, I, I, okay, so. If Doc had just lost, I'm not really if Doc had just, if they had just lost, or maybe as far as Doc, the Sixers had just lost or whatever else, I'm not, I'm not really going to throw, you know, much many barbs at Doc because like they lost to a better team, the best players broke the fuck up, he's be, he's beating the hell or whatever else. It is it is what it is, but it's like he they, tried to they, get in front of this bus. They played so pathetically. They played so pathetically. He tried to get in front of this bus when when he knew that that L was coming. So you know, you guys want to talk about my balloon series is uh, over all these years, but years you know, wrong. yeah, he fucked up the years. He like, you, know, then, you like, know, you know, you know, you know, they made the, you know, they they won the final. No, that was the year before, man. Yeah, that was the year before. They made the, they made the East Coast Finals, but but no, no, nice try though. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's just Doc doing him, man. I ain't seen nobody ride one championship like this since man like uh man i was trying to think of someone in wrestling shit you know general mahal is gonna be wwe champion forever well you could have right? said you could have said the miss but the miss became a two-time champion <laughs> correct correct uh general <laughs> mahal became a one-time champion right yeah uh, just, just like doc rivers became a one-time champion but we've had to you know, deal with him signing everyone out of the, the Easter conference forever, uh, coaching the Clippers uh, into into numerous chokes. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, United in grief with Chris Paul. Um, and then I'm staring him down possibly as the next Lakers coach. So I, I was you like, do you really believe that, though? Why not? It, it fits everything they want. Like they want how a many, veteran coach. How do they you keep someone getting- that's. That that will stand, quote unquote, stand up to LeBron, uh, old guy coach for old like you know, it's Doc Rivers or Mark Jackson, but, and it's but gonna be like that, an old team, Jesus like they're not gonna get Christ. some young coach in there or whatever. I I think the thing for me when it comes to Doc, just like Phil Jackson coached against them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the thing when it comes to Doc for me, just like he has the same fatal flaw over and over and over again. Like somebody sells them out in the organization and don't want to play for them, they all quit on them. Well, I was gonna say, well, I, I guess there's that, but I was gonna say like he always goes down by over relying on his players and not, and he gives his players too many, too much rope, and his ro- and the rope ends up fucking strangling them every single time. Like they lost that. Okay, so like they lost 2020 NBA Finals because like he trusted that Rasheed Wallace, who was out of shape and like not playing, was going to be able to play like 30 minutes in an NBA Finals Game Seven. It it almost it 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 almost paid off until Artest made that shot and then it was over. But you know, like that will get you killed, and it did. Um, you look at those Clippers series where it's like 
he's always relying on Blake Griffin to exhaust the tank. And then like, he has nothing left for these fourth quarters. And is literally Chris Paul playing like four or three, some four or three on five on offense, uh, at any of these series, right? Like, and they end up, and they end up losing, right? Um, if they ever get Chris or Blake healthy together at the same time, in the same postseason, you know, sometimes a lot, most times that didn't even happen. But, uh, so you had that. Then the, the bubble thing with the Nuggets blowing the 3-1 lead is like Paul George is all over the fucking place. And like you can't corral him. He's gonna let him play. Montrez is shell himself after his after his grandmother died. And you still play him these minutes while he's out here getting fucking torched by Jokic. Uh and like that see what happened there. Um and then this series is like he fucking kept insisting on playing DeAndre uh, DeAndre Jordan, and it's like, bro. The last time DeAndre Jordan uh, was a valuable NBA player, you were coaching him the last time, when 2017 and 18. He's been cooked since then. He should be out the league, but he sticks around because he's like, it's almost like when people talk Everyone about loves uh, him. People talk about how. Um, James, are you about to say what I think you're about to say? Uh, how people, how Cody was talking about Disco Inferno? Yes. Yes. No, I thought you were going to say. DeAndre Jordan is the Luke Gallows of the NBA. Oh, no. I wasn't going to say that, but I don't even know what that means. What does that mean? That means you have great friends that keep you around for a long time getting money. Ah, okay. Ah, okay. Uh, I mean, that's that's part of it. But, like, with him, it's just like, hey, so you're you're not good. You're not good enough to be a star in the NBA. Like, Jared Allen was cooking you, but, like, because you're friends with 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 KD. Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, you start with Jared Allen. While Jared Allen like gets traded and immediately makes a fucking All Star team. Like, okay, all right, bro, whatever. Like, what the fuck? It and, and then like and then he, he like Miami plays small. Like Bam is a, is a small ball center, and like he's fucking run him off the court. And like he, he's like, I'm not, you know, I'm not I'm going to change my mind. I'm going to stick with my guy or whatever else. I'm just like. And then, like, and then proceeds to start him, but then, like, take him off the floor immediately after starting him. And it's like, oh, so, like, this, this is, is like. ceremonial. So, so, so this, yeah, not right. Like, you're trying to, you're trying to be nice and pat, you know, trying to give the carrot to DeAndre, thinking that he's dumb enough to not realize he's not playing anymore. Like, get the fuck out of here. Bitch him. So, like, yeah, like, it, it, this, this is what gets him done all the time. And, like, the one thing I will give Doc is this, like. From the, from the the year before Doc shows up somewhere to the year after the his star players always play better. He always empowers them to be better, and it doesn't result Look. necessarily a better. <laughs> uh, oh, actually, I take it back. Like sometimes, or no, because the the, 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 the Clippers, the Clippers actually, yeah, no, in a sense, but like the Clippers actually like improved win win loss wise uh, once Doc got there. Um, I can't really this as far as the Sixers. I can't remember what the Sixers. Their record is about the same as it always been. Like they, you know, in the fifties, whatever. Yeah, they're they're basically stuck in the same spot. But it's like that also comes to mind. Is like, well, they didn't have Ben Simmons all fucking year. They didn't get James Harden until like February or March or whatever it was. So maybe they would have had a better record. They actually had you know, you know, a max level player playing in that max level spot that just you know didn't show up because they didn't want to show up to work. And in the words of Stephen A. Smith, but. Um, it didn't matter. Like James Harden is done. He's not. A, he's not. He's past that stage of his career where he is a uh, where he is a dynamic scorer. 
Um, and even when he was a dynamic scorer, he would completely collapse in the playoffs often. So, whatever. Just, just roll the footage, everybody. Like, yeah. I, I remember, I'll never forget that year when um, Manu blocked. Manu, Ma, yeah, Manu. No that, Tony that's Parker. When I knew. No, no Kawhi. Game, was that game six? It was game six. Game and six. Then they Stinks had to take and the ass, blocks from behind. Yeah. They had to take the ass back home for game seven and blew it at home because, like, I think Hart was like two of 11 that game or some shit. What series? I was is this? like, the same series. Okay. 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 Um, and then from there, you know, just lost to the Warriors a jillion times. So, um, yeah. yeah but uh, speaking of Warriors, Spe- Warriors speaking, are there. Speaking of Warriors and speaking of the Rockets and that and those playoff series. Can we talk about the Bucks real quick for like split second? Not not yeah. we're not really going into it. Like I ain't really got gu- nothing on the Bucks. Their guards like. sucked. Middleton didn't play. <laughs> they end up having to play uh, Giannis and Lopez and Portis together because to get one of them sorry guards off the floor because Wes Matthews and Grayson Allen and um and uh, Connaughton they couldn't do shit in, by Game Seven. So like they had to play a super big lineup and they end up going down losing. Death by a million paper cuts and the de- paper cuts for threes, but uh, the Bucks shot so poorly from three that they shot a worse three point percentage than that 2018 Rockets team did in Game Seven of uh, the Western Conference Finals against the Warriors, where they missed and that team missed 27 straight threes. They shot a worse percentage than the 27 missed threes in a game. Rich, that's that's like un. un- what? Bro, it's like I thought that was once in a lifetime. Apparently not. Apparently not. <laughs> Apparently not. But yeah, that's all I had. That's really all I had to say or whatever. That's uh, all I had to say about that series. You know, Giannis I still like still like a man among men. Still. Yeah. He's reached that he's at that level now where it's like shots don't fall. He's still fucking impactful as hell. Like he didn't she shot for shit in game seven or whatever else. Still end up with 25, 25, 20, and nine while shooting like shit from the whole series. Missing layups. Like, yeah. It, He'll be yeah, back. It, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know about, I don't know about back because like they got to fight. They got another, they got another guard. I don't think, they, I don't think they, I think they're kind of stuck where they are um, with the teammate. I don't think they can go get another quality guard. So they might be stuck, but like they'll be, you know, they'll be in the, in the, you know, in the second round and third in the third round for all, for the next few years, yeah. Oh man, um, and then the Warriors uh, are, are you know old, old faithful, uh, you know getting the getting the grizzle out of here. Um, there was a lot that kind of went on in this series. Like you know, I thought it was it had the makings of like a Thunder versus Lakers kind of vibe from early last decade. Uh, yeah, what, far- yeah. Like Westbrook and Durant just got hurt in the middle of the series and it was over and they just kept going. Yeah, like the second he got hurt, it was like this it, it, kind of academic. We know what's yeah. gonna happen here. Yeah, uh, uh, I will say this though, in the way they remind me of the Thunder is like they're like this year is like their 2011 Thunder team. Like they mm-hmm. got they got to second round, they got bounced by the veteran team with the veteran superstar that knows what to do or whatever else. Like comparing Dirk to Steph or whatever else, but like next year they can very well win the West. They can very well win the West. Yeah, I, I like Job Moran a lot. Yeah. Um but I'm I'm here for Steph. Uh Steph and, and and Clay and you know the rest of the the, the unit to go ahead and, and and finish the job, you know. Uh it's going it's going to be a, like they got a bear to deal with in, in Luka and this could fully be Luka packing them up. I don't know which way that's going to go, but I, I tend to lean towards the Warriors just because they you know, they feel like the Spurs at this point. Um 
and it's you know like like Steph that nigga like I, I need to see Steph win again you know and, and because I need to come on this show and, and, and give it to Kevin Durant again and beat him again for, for for you know they won before you they won with you they will win after you like <laughs> um, like what are we doing here like like you know also Steph Curry ties with four four rings right there so I'm I'm rolling with Steph ties with who oh LeBron. Oh, I mean, indeed. I mean, we saw them play four finals, and he outplayed me all four. Like, I, it's neat. <laughs> um, so I think the thing for me uh, with the Warriors, kind of like, or really this whole field, I don't have any real good idea of who is who is going to win this title. And to be quite frank with you, I look at like some of these like third and fourth best players on these teams. I'm just like, yo, there are teams that didn't make the finals that are packing. S- there are lots of teams from like the last five, six years that didn't make the finals that would absolutely walk through this competition in six or less. Like mm-hmm. I like if I'm sorry, but if like if I had to pick a team, if I had to pick a finals, I'd probably have to go Warriors Celtics, right? Um I'm sorry, like who's the third player on 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 the Celtics? Is it Marcus Smart or is it Al Horford? I guess you got to go with Marcus Smart because he was the defensive player of the year. Okay, so if Marcus Smart is third best player on your on your NBA Finals team, right? Like how? Like aside from some of these, like the two, aside from some of them, like them, them like no Kyrie Cavs teams that made the finals. Like how many teams have like, yo, what is this? Like it, it's really weird. I mean, like, like the war, and the worst thing is like Steph's not even like at the level. Steph Steph is in a different point of his career now. He's not he's not some forty five percent three point shooter. No matter the volume, he's now in like he's now like somehow like I don't know what happened, but like he's back. He's he's come relatively back down to earth. He's still the best shooter in the world, but like it's not like he's the you know these are the, this is the hand of God shooting these threes anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you think about it is like it's really impressive that like bro they had their own pick. Obviously, this was supposed to be like the Tim Duncan thing or whatever, but like they had their own pick, got the, was it the third pick or the second pick in that draft? They had the second draft. pick. They had the second pick in that draft, right? That's supposed to be their Tim Duncan. They were going to get their Tim Duncan to, you know, to be the person to help carry this thing forward from the, from the next <laughs> and they, 15 years. Instead, and they fucking whiffed it, and they still made another fucking Western Conference Finals. Bro, light years ahead. Joe Lacob trying to tell us. Yeah, yeah. Trying to tell us. So, uh, that's so that's interesting, and and they're also doing this while like Draymond is like all Draymond is aging exactly how we all thought he would miserably. <laughs> hey man, I just <laughs> this hope. man, this man, this man. I'm not gonna talk about the flagrant. I don't care whatever else. But the thing I want to talk about is this man did the did the Ben Simmons thing that we talked about that, that where we fucking killed him for like a half hour last year when the Sixers got eliminated. He did the same fucking thing. And then, immediately after the game, did a podcast to explain how it wasn't a Ben Simmons thing. But but they still won a series, so it didn't fucking matter. It never came up. It didn't matter. It's like this man keep. It's like uh, you ever seen the gif people keep using for LeBron? He keeps staying longer and longer from Breaking Bad. Where like Jesse's like he can't keep getting away with this. Yes, I, I'm yeah. in my wits end where it's like. You know I don't like Draymond. I appreciate his game. All the other antics like with the dick kicking and like the, the, the crazy out of line, out of pocket shit talking he does and the loudness. I'm just like, yo, bro, that's so off putting for me. But like, I'm just like, 
how does he? How does he keep riding? How does he keep escaping and riding off with Steph saving this man? I'm sick of Steph saving this man. <laughs> Go to hell. I'm sick of this man. Like, I, can't, oh. I can't wait to this man be out here like this, like Ric Flair. That's nigga going to be holding up the four so, on you niggas. So, like, for me, like, thinking about it, right? Thinking about, like, the, the this league since... Um, well, well, I can explain that, like, like, as far as, like, the weakness stuff. Like, you know, and, and like, it goes back to what we were talking about, like, uh, a couple weeks ago. It may have been off air. It was like, bro, the it's COVID. Like it's these these seasons that were all packed in, like these three years that were all packed into one, and they hit different teams uh kind of at different times. So it was like kind of like a revolving door. It was like, all right, you made a deep run in the bubble. You may have to like suffer for a season, like the heat last year, but yeah, yeah, oh, you, you have enough time year. to recover. Uh the Bucks, you kind of went out early, but last year you guys were all healthy together, just like mm-hmm. the Suns, like when they you know, kind of pulled it together in the bubble. They were able to get it going and then they break down. Like Mm. there's like a whole kind of like, you know, like what's that damn thing? It's a Rubik's cube that's going on right now with the league. Yeah. And these teams just kind of ended up there. They're definitely something. It's like, this will find, like we basically played three seasons in one. Like we'll find like the warriors were, were not a factor in the bubble. And then last year they missed the plan, get all that rest and they're back. Yeah. That wasn't what I was gonna ask, but I was gonna I was gonna ask like um or I was gonna state like you look at the landscape of the league and like since you know you got the the Showtime show on HBO which I'll get to eventually um and fuck Boston it's about <laughs> and it's and it's so much about like you know the personalities of, of, on on you know the two marquee franchise on East each coast you get Larry a Larry Bird and Magic Johnson there and they raise the league up and then Michael Jordan takes it takes the takes the baton and takes it even further right like he's almost like he takes the anchor uh he takes the anchor from Magic Johnson he, and he fucking you know goes down down the fucking uh uh ending ending of the race like it's like he's uh freaking um Usain Bolt but and like the league's been built on stars on top and you think of it now or I'm thinking of it now. I'm just like, yo. So you mean to tell me? And I'm not, and I, I'm not making any. Uh, I don't care. Like I think there's a thing that um, people care about that are. And it makes me makes me like question why they care about this. But like you look at what the face of the league or the old guard of the league is, where it's LeBron, it's Steph, it's uh, Durant, um, and to a lesser extent, Chris Paul is like the old guard of like you know over ten years in the league, multiple you know face of the league, league presidents champions blah 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 that's why i said yes and then uh and then you throw out like i i, I yeah that's why i said to a lesser extent before i even got to that point <laughs> I, I, I cut you off before, before the pass right um as old guard and then um the 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 league is is going to be theirs or it already is theirs where you have like Giannis and luca and Embiid. And Jokic, and it's like those are the best four guys under thirty. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, they're all. Embiid. Do you yeah, say Embiid? Embiid. Yeah, yeah, Embiid. Yeah, Embiid, Jokic, Giannis, and Luca, and they're all foreigners, right? And like, yeah. I don't care about that shit. But I'm thinking about it as like, okay, so top three in MVP this year were Giannis, Embiid, Jokic, all gone. 
There's no LeBron. There's no Durant. Now there's no Chris Paul and slash Devin Booker. And it's like somebody about to steal one this Steph, year. You know, people are talking about like, you know, uh, they think Tatum has risen to being an MVP caliber player. I'm not there yet. I've, mm-hmm. I've, I, I'm not there yet. Um, but like first, like a all NBA guy. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I, I'm just not there yet. Uh, but the thing is, like, for me, is like, all right, well, you look at, like, history leave, like, if Steph don't, if Steph or Luka does not win this title, we're going to be looking like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, the, like, the worst, the worst case scenario of my, is Miami winning this title, which I, I think, I think, quite frankly, that's, that's not going to happen. That's old 2004 Pistons ass. But that's like, like, wait a second. The best player on this team is Jimmy Butler. The second best player is, is Bam, who's, you know. Because because of the the dearth of what we've done to the league, like he's like the third best center in the NBA. It's kind of like, but not really because Giannis is kind of a center, but whatever. And it's like way, 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 way. So like, there is no old guard guy that or kind of. I'm saying like Steph kind of sort of has to win. Like if 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 you try to if you look at the narrative of the league. Like the two things that make the most sense would be like Steph or Luca winning. Hey, and, I don't think Luca's going. I don't think Luca's going to win because I don't think that team's any fucking good. Dylan bring up a good point. It shows how balanced the league is now. We're coming out of the super team era, and we're we're going through a lot of people, a lot of different organizations building you know their stuff up, and we don't have to worry about like you know multiple all star players as of this moment right now all linking up on one side and beating the hell out of a paltry weak conference. Like that's not, that doesn't exist anymore. <clears throat> like there's way there, there's a lot of star players in the league and uh, these, they're, they're not playing together right now. And it's like, I much rather like, I kind of like it like this where I don't have to worry about uh, Giannis and joining the Celtics next year. And then it's just being like, fold that shit up. Like, so this kind of leads I, to a more, unpredictable nature and this is one of the outcomes like of this thing especially if you know Chris Middleton gets hurt or something what's up but do you feel good about it though because I don't like I like oh like the third best player on a finals team was was on a final champion was Marcus Smart I don't know uh, I don't like that shit bro (laughs) that shit sounds terrible that shit that shit feels gross like Really, a dude that you can't trust? Hey, I mean, you know, third best player uh, on the Lakers back in the day was like Glenn Rice, you know. So, yeah, but the second <laughs> best player was Kobe Bryant. Like, it's it's different. It's it's totally different. Like, I get what you're saying um, as far as roster construction, but it's like, you know, like we got more good players than we've ever had before. And like, you mean to tell me that like we can't cobble together like somebody to be able? To, oh, well, honestly, the real answer is Chris Paul. Like take steroids like <laughs> something something but like because if, if the it, like if, if the Suns had won this this uh had won or whatever else the finals you're like okay like you think of like the narrative like this is kind of like that 2014 Suns team like get to the finals lose to a team or whatever else because of unfortunate luck and then you come back and you win and like they play selflessly and like they're really fun to watch and like they don't have any bad possessions and like they're just really crystal just really silky smooth offense and and all that kind of stuff like and like and also i I was looking at this thing like well the league is wide open right now and and now like the favorite goes down it's like league's even more wide open and now it's open where it's like yo this 
this champion is going to be really fucking weak. Like, the 2016 Thunder will, would, would they have to go to six games with any of these teams? Um, I think the I think the Heat might give them some trouble just because they're good defensively. But, um, but they're but they but that Thunder's team was like everything that Miami does they couldn't do because like they're just so much they'd be so much bigger than them. There's no def, there's nothing that the Heat do offensively that scares you to like take Stephen Adams off the floor. Like mm-hmm. and they're they're big everywhere with like Ibaka and Durant and and Stephen Adams and Westbrook and Cephalosha, where it's like all that length is it, it just guard it like and then you have Kevin fucking Durant in his prime. It is like I'm sorry, Jimmy Butler. No, <laughs> you just can't compete with that. Like I just think like I feel like it will wipe the floor with that team. And like they yeah. lost, they, they blew through one lead, and then to a team that blew through one lead in, in 2016. Like we have regressed. <laughs> we are losing the recipes, Rich. That's that's why I kind of what I feel like we're losing the recipes. How the fuck do we have more good players than ever before? But now we have worse teams. It's because the players are spread out, you know. Like and uh, Dylan in the comments, it's like how WWE transitioned from Rock and Austin to Cena and Batista. The, the in between was fun, but in two year, two or three years, is going to be crazy. So uh, when all these guys start, you know, coming up and, you know, some of the people start coming down, like as far as like, you know, uh, like you you guys are aging out, like it's going to, yeah, like three years from now, I think the league will be pretty interesting, especially, you know, you start, then you got to factor in, you know, Ant Edwards and LaMelo Ball and all the people that are coming, the the, the, the Cavs. Yeah, the best thing for the league. Uh, quite quite honestly, or not the best thing, but like the be- as far as not necessarily for like the the location of the team, but like as far as a new team coming up, like that that Memphis Grizzlies team needs to like really be on the like that two on that two thousand third or two thousand eleven or two thousand ten to eleven to twelve trajectory that the Thunder were on, where it's like you know bubble team whatever else or not or you know playing team whatever else don't make it uh, one year or bounce in the first round. And then like get to the second round, lose to potentially the, the the finalist or eventual champion, whatever. That's fine. But like next year, like is the year where like you look around and you're like, well, why can't they win the West next year? Mm-hmm. Like that's that's what it's, their goal should honestly be to be win the West next year and then go from there. Like we'll see. Uh, you know their ownership is talking about like don't pay that money. We'll see uh, when it comes down to do it. People say a lot of shit, but like that that it should be the, like for those that. You know, maybe don't watch the NBA or don't have a team or whatever else or team to watch. Like that would be the team I'd watch because John Moran's just a fucking highlight reel. But like that whole team, just like it, it even play you tough when he's out and he's sensational. Um, so yeah, I, I have a, I have a, I think that they could be really fucking good. Like um, next Shit. year, and we'll see what goes from what outside of them. We'll see what happens in the next five years. But like they're my safest bet for the next five years. Shit, better hope Jokic and Luka don't hook up. Shit, this shit, this shit, fold this shit up. Wait, so uh, is Luka Czech or is he from Latvia? Can't remember. He is Slovenian. Slovenian. Look, I I don't think they're gonna link up. I get what you're saying, but I don't think they're gonna link up. I don't think so. so. I remember they were talking about trying to get Giannis to try to come to Dallas, and then he won the title. I was like, that never happened. Yeah. That's never happening. Yeah, but. There, yeah, speaking of like, I, I think we got to get to wrestling now. Right. Um, but yeah, that's some NBA talk for you guys. But gave me an hour. Yeah. Um, 
speaking of people, you know, possibly trying to leave and link up. Uh, and I, I think it's the biggest kind of thing going on in wrestling right now. Um, MJF is at an he, he's having some issues uh, with Tony Khan and AW uh, regarding his contract. And I remember when MJF originally signed, he signed a five year deal um, to basically, you know, commit to AW until 2024. Everybody's heard about it. I've kind of neglected talking about it uh, this point thus far because it always seemed like, you know, this, this, this work that he was running, like as part of his story, just to like keep a little heat on himself, like really playing with, um, you know, AW hardcore is like, I'll fucking leave. I'll go to mm-hmm. WWE and it'd be like the best kind of heat that, you know, he can get, but this all kind of sounds real now. So <laughs> from all this stuff. And then, uh, James and I were talking about it over the weekend and, we, you know, familiar with, you know, players and, you know, other sports seeing what's going on. I kind of see it from from both sides uh, and, and, you know, a case because it's like, all right, if you're Tony Khan, like immediately I thought I was like, well, he's going to want to give him more years if, you know, MJF is wanting to, you know, get more money or whatever. And, you know, apparently there's a big point of contention, like, you know, people walking in off the street, essentially MJF is stuck on this old deal. He feels he's outperformed that contract according to, you know, the sources and all that stuff. And I would totally agree, like, especially, you know, everything we talk glowingly about MJF on mm-hmm. this show all the time. Yep. So always in some hot, yeah, always in some hot, always on there every week. <clears throat> Doesn't wrestle uh, as many matches or anything, but he's, uh, you know, I don't know who's advising him to tell him to upset the uh, the apple cart this way, but I mean, if he feels like he's got to do this, like I can't begrudge him for doing it. I would have like if it was me and I was a pro wrestler at MJF's level, I would be looking into superstar agents like Barry Bloom and like yo, we need to figure this out. And you know, you you got to look at it. I think from you know. Like, I don't know too many teams that rip contracts up uh, and basically just give raises with no like, I don't I don't know what they benefit from. Aside, Like Look. he's trying to buy like I think the benefit would be buying MJF's happiness. That's why you do this now. Right. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, man. It's It's a long time from now. It's two years from now. You know, maybe TK is like, you know, I'm not starved like i'm not desperate you know i'm not like in fear of losing someone like mjf to wwe or something like that because wwe would never know what to do with an mjf and then also (laughs) (laughs) and also um you know tk has shown that he can turn around and create stars if you've got two years with mjf and mjf is gonna show up and still be a pro and you know honor his dates and he's not trying to you know ask for his release or anything if he's gonna show up and do the whole thing like you that means you have two years with this guy you can still do a whole lot where it's like all right you can you can figure out how to how to get max value out of him now and then let someone else pay for that like at at the end you know if if you know, he wants to go get some crazy contract at the end. Have him put a couple people over on the way out. You see, he's about to put Warlow over, it feels like. But mm. um, I, I I, wouldn't, you know, begrudge MJF for, for making this this stuff public. And uh, it, it is kind of a, 
different thing here is you don't hear people really upset with their pay too often. But this is a side effect of, you know, a lot of people coming into AEW. Like I can like I think MJF has to like kind of like if, if he's talking about punk or danielson getting paid like that he's got to hold that like those guys are going to get paid but anybody else right like if for example uh if keith lee's walking in uh, right and, and he's like different name but okay like like if keith lee's walking in for example or adam cole uh, that's what i thought for, for example everybody's been on adam cole's ass for some strange reason <laughs> right right so I'll, I'll throw those two guys if those two guys walk in from nxt right and they're nxt champions and stuff like that keith lee was on the main roster for a little bit and you're mjf he's like why should i be behind these guys still and i don't know if MJF does doesn't just can't read contracts and like you know, as far as the dates or anything, but can't hurt to ask, I guess. Like, but I I feel him. Like, if he's like, yo, I I shouldn't be paid less than Adam Cole. Like, we we beat the shit out of them. Like, <laughs> and you know, I'm a big reason why. So, um, I don't know. What what do you think is going on with all this? Well, I mean, I think if I remember roughly what I was saying to you at the time, I was like, this seems like a, it seems like this is like some impasse in an NFL contract. And like, you know, you talked about like teams, why would it, why would you rip up a contract? It's like, well, you do it if it's a quarterback. And like MJF is trying to, is basically trying to say, I'm a quarterback. Uh, and, you know, maybe he is. Right, but this is more, way more nebulous, and and you know, and 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 then you know that because uh, it comes it, like what would stop anybody else from walking in? Well, I want to rip my deal up too, and I think right maybe the wrestlers are hurting themselves by they being are. on the company's side, and they don't they realize are. it. It was like, hold exactly. on. They're, they're like, they're like, that's not fair. Like, like, well, think about it, buddy. You might be able to do that same thing too. Yeah. And it, I think you know, TK. It's harder, as you mentioned, because like we uh, we have things like like incentives and NBA contracts like, hey, if you are all NBA third team person, Mm -hmm. you're eligible for this or whatever Mm -hmm. at a a certain point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. In wrestling, we don't have that same thing because it comes down to who's actually getting the opportunity to shoot at the rim. Right. Like and stuff like that. And it's like, you know, if a Dark Order member walks in and be like, yo, I want to to I want, you know, the, the same raise or whatever. And it's like. The you the think, answer for the dark order member any isn't dark order guys is, is doing anything like that right now. That will happen with Grayson. They nope. they, they, they probably <laughs> like, hey, hey, hey. no. Stay uh, low. Lo- stay low. Yeah, stay, <laughs> stay low, real you know, head low. Down. You know, but like like their answer isn't the same as MJF's answer. Yeah, and right. I think maybe it's a case where CK doesn't want to create something like that because then it it comes down to then you're putting yourself in a position where you have to lie to people like about the opportunity they're, they're going to get like in a way where it's like, you're really fucking with my money. Like, mm-hmm. and I don't think he wants to put himself in that position. Yeah. But yeah, I don't I, know, man. I think, I think for the thing for me, what I was like talking about how it was a, um, before it was like, or last week or whenever we talked about it, it was just like, this is a NFL contract dispute. He thinks he's a quarterback um, I'm sure Tony Khan or whoever else is is trying to uh, impress upon him that he's not. Uh, he they may they who knows who's right who's wrong. But what I will say is this: like MJF is absolutely somebody that's on the rookie contract. Like mm-hmm. they signed that contract for 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 a certain slot. 
he's outperformed that contract. He wants more money because he's outperformed that contract. And like the next set of negotiations is going to be about trying to not only make back what he's worth, but also like what he also trying to recoup what he's lost on these last on this last contract. And like his idea is, well, let's just try to, you know, just rip up this contract, put it for the same terms and and uh, just add more money to it. And and, like, I get why he wants to do that. But why the fuck would Tony Khan want to do that? Um and that's where and that's where it all comes to play is like he you know obviously the, the because there's no guarantee that at the end of that contract like that raise like he'll stay you know exactly. <laughs> so now nah, I pay I pay you a hundred thousand dollars more each year and then you still bust off and leave I'd be furious and like and and you can't say well MJF wouldn't do that because like MJF would be stupid not to go to not to reach for agency in 2024 it'd be that's when he's up right 2024 yeah it. It would be it would be irresponsible for him uh, for the entire industry for him not to reach free agency, not just for mm-hmm. him the entire industry. So yeah, like so you know, um, for me is like if if he doesn't want to give up those years, like you got to give up you can't give up, you can't get both you can't get your cake and eat it too, and that's the impasse. It is what it is, and if and you know that just to me just means like Tony Khan doesn't see him as a quarterback at least not yet. Yeah, and that's that's kind of like unfortunate, you would think, because like I like I you know the pillars, it, it's just real. People like believe in those guys being yep. the the next guys, like as far as like and, yo, this is they're gonna lead this company in the and future. And I gotta say, at this point, there is no reason to believe any of them actually will, except for MJF. Yeah, and it's like the company is changing like so fast overnight. Right. And, you know, like the, 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 the stability of like what it felt like, uh, like as far as people's contracts, you mentioned Stu Grayson, he's, he wasn't brought back talented wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, they couldn't come to a number or whatever to or whatever. And, you know, you know, Godspeed to him. He didn't end up getting a lot of opportunity towards the end. Like, and that's almost inexplicable. If, if I had to watch Bobby Fish singles matches over and over and over, I couldn't see one Stu Grayson match anywhere. I'm like, okay, all right. Um, but like, this is going to keep happening. Like, and I, you know, I would advise people be happy, enjoy the stuff that you can for, for when you do it. Cause stuff is never going to stay the same. Like they are, like think about all the people that they're paying, right? Mm-hmm. That I'm sure didn't come in cheap. Christian just kind of hanging out, you know, yeah. like not doing, you know, a ton of stuff. But like, you know, if you're MJF and you think about Christian, it's like, well, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> Rich. Rich, they have John Moxley and and Brian Danielson, like just hanging out in the trios right now. Right. If you had told me that. Seven months ago. No, that's not going that far. Six months ago. That, <laughs> that Brian Dagelson would be just in a trio, just making appearances why I was here. Appreh- as why po- I was apprehensive. As opposed to being like the for the, the like the the uh the at the forefront of the like wrestler of the year slash most uh outstanding wrestler debate, I'd have been like 
Look at what he's done when he came hit, hit the ground running. That's going to continue another year. There's no Kenny Omega. Who else are they going to put the uh, task this with? And like, he's now basically like being the account of the, the the shoot accountability buddy for John Moxley right now. <laughs> right. So it's like there are things that are more important than like trying to win. You know, trying to win wrestling MVP or whatever else. But it's like. I, I I saw I saw something different in the first uh half of the year when he showed up in W in uh, AEW and now it's totally different. Yeah. So um, he's making as shit ton. Of, he's making a shit ton of money to be out here. Not a, not a main guy right now. Yeah. This is part of my apprehension with that with with the whole like you know their their team and stuff like that. I was like I do not want to see these guys hanging out doing this thing like um and. I think people were just kind of so in love with that idea. And I'm like, well, they <laughs> instead of like two pay-per-view slots, it's one that they're taking up. Right. If they're teaming mm-hmm. up and stuff like that, which, you and know, I, I, don't, I, I don't hate it. It's been well done. It's just but it's like. That's not what I envisioned. And that's not that's necessarily mean like you can't come up with something better than I envisioned. That shit happens all the time in AEW. But um, it, it, for me, it was kind of like. Huh. Okay, and then Moxley, no. Okay, both tag team. Okay, oh, they're not even a tag team. They're trios. Okay, when are you gonna tag? Oh, until Kenny Omega is healthy. Oh, so it might not be even like until August or some shit, maybe. Okay, so like we basically have like guys making million dollar a million dollars a year, like on ice, kind of. Okay, or sitting. Okay, where are the young bucks? Oh, the wrestling Mexico. Not, 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 not here. Not here, guys. No. No. Okay. All right. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck's going on. I don't yeah. know what the fuck's going on of late. Like, where are the top stars? What are they doing? Yeah. Like, and, you know, you would think, like, MJF doing this at this time would be like, yo, I'll fucking walk. Like, you see, like, uh, on a side note, I think. Uh, WWE is doing an excellent job with Cody mm-hmm. um, as far as like his presentation, uh, what they're requiring out of him, just kind of building around him, making him feel important and stuff like that. And yeah, I think his you only got to take care of one. You only got one more person over as opposed to like 50. Yeah. Or not 50. But my point, like no numerous numbers of people coming in in waves all the goddamn time. Like you can't push everybody all at once. And, like, that's the reason why, you know, a lot of these guys aren't on TV right now or in, like, you know, utility roles, whatever else. But, like, you know, the idea of somebody that's not just a man paying somebody a million dollars to be a utility guy is, like, wow. And, like, you know, this it's been around for a while because, like, Chris Jericho's been in a utility role for, for a minute, for a couple years now. Um, but, like, he's in different stages of his career, so it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, Danielson and Moxley. Nah, Look, all, all I know is like the money better be ready for Kenny when it's time to re up. So um, <laughs> don't come flagging. So um, besides that, uh, I guess like you know we can go. Uh, there, there has been actually some crazy shit that came out of WWE during this show. Um, apparently, uh, Sasha Banks and Naomi originally were set for like a six pack challenge in the main event. For to, the winner was to determine who gets a, a title shot at Bianca Belair. She walked, Sasha Banks walked out of the taping mid show after creative differences with Vince McMahon. Um, wait, wait, she wait, wanted, wait, wait, what? 
Yes, Sasha Banks walked out. She wanted changes made to the match. He wouldn't budge, so she left, and Naomi left the building with Sasha. WWE released a statement as well as Fightful Select. So I'm going to read the Fightful Select um, one. So we're told that Sasha Banks and Naomi walked out of the show. From those we've heard, WWE Tag Team Champion Sasha Banks wasn't satisfied with the creative uh, associated with her plans this evening. As Fightful Select reported, Sasha was to be involved in the six-pack challenge with Naomi, Asuka, Dewdrop, and Nikki A.S.H. During the broadcast, it then announced that it was being changed to Asuka versus Becky Lynch and that Sasha Banks and Naomi have left the building. We're told that Sasha had a meeting with Vince McMahon and voiced her displeasure and wouldn't budge on her stance. Vince McMahon was also said to be willing to unbudge. We haven't specifically heard that Naomi was involved, but that she and Sasha Banks left near the start of the show. It's worth noting that as the time or at the time that the raw rundowns went out, there was no assigned producer or referee for the main event match. It was also highlighting highlighted in red, indicating a change could be happening. We're told that there were hastily produced segments to set up the change, but they were also reflected in the rundowns that they handed before the show. By the time it was announced on WWE TV, word had made its way outside of the company. WWE then released a statement um, for through Sean Ross app said when Sasha Banks and Naomi arrived at the arena this afternoon, they were informed of their participation in the main event of tonight's Monday Night Raw. During the broadcast, they walked into WWE head of talent relations, John Laurinaitis's office with their suitcases in hand, placed their tag team championship belts on his desk and walked out. They claimed they weren't respected enough as tag team champions. Even though they had eight hours to rehearse and construct their match, they claimed they were uncomfortable in the ring with two of their opponents, even though they'd had matches with those individuals in the past with no consequence. Monday Night Raw is a scripted live TV show whose characters are expected to perform the requirements of their contract. We regret we were unable to deliver as advertised tonight's main event. So, like, Tony Khan this weekend or so said, like, how the fuck are these people, like, so disorganized that they, like, are ripping up scripts and rewriting shit, like, on a Monday and, and talked about, like, how do you not have this shit in and done and then then it's up of of you know up to your satisfaction and then like you're done with it right and then people say like you know you talk too much about WWE and like obviously this is like him doing his thing in a time where it's like both of these people are like you know having these proxy war not proxy war but having these these war of the words of um as they're like both heading towards new TV deals right um and then, like, you know, obviously he got backlash for saying that sort of thing, even though, like, everybody talks about how disorganized WWE is, even if even their fans. And then, lo and behold, like, <laughs> the same fucking weekend, Sasha Banks says, this is a shit show, I'm out of here. <laughs> Yo, what is it with Sasha Banks in these women's tag team titles that make this shit such a fucking curse? <laughs> Funny shit. If 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 it's if it's the titles or it's Sasha Banks, throw them fucking get the rock to come back. Go to the bridge and throw them shits over the bridge. <laughs> I'm so sick and tired of these fucking tag titles causing Sasha Banks to not show up to work. <laughs> in the words of in the words of Kyrie or sorry Stephen A. Smith, these belts are making make Sasha Ky- lose her James, fucking mind. I'm Kyrie sick of Irving, Irving and Sasha Banks. Uh, more co- things in common than you may think. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, man, uh, this is crazy. Uh, hearing about this. Um, 
I wondered why they were in the match to begin with. Apparently, Sasha Banks did too. I had no idea any of this stuff was happening. I had no idea. Yeah, so a um, six pack challenge to determine who's gonna be the number one contender for uh, for Bianca's uh, title, right? Correct. And it was gonna be Oscar, Dewdrop, Becky, Naomi, Sasha, and who's a, don't say don't say Liv Morgan. Nikki. Okay. Okay. You come on, Liv Morgan will get to win. Um, I mean, she's gonna be, but she do lose. get to lose. Yeah, right. 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 <laughs> but. Um, this doesn't shock me. We knew we know Sasha Banks wanted to leave for AEW back in 2019. Like she, you know, people uh, leave. Yes, yes, yes. Leave for AEW. Yes. I don't. I never. I didn't. Where was she that. going? She wanted to be like John Moxley. I, I mean, I thought she was going to retire. I had no idea what the fuck she was doing. I have no idea. Look, Look you know, given given you know, given at the time in 2019, she wanted to wrestle with Sendai girls. <laughs> Look, you know, she wanted to be the top the top guys in the game. Look, they, <laughs> this company, James, when they won them shits, right? And I was like, oh, this means nothing. I was like, this is the latest thing. You know, they have no problem disrespecting Ta- Sasha Banks. You, you better stop this shit. <laughs> Ta- they have no Ta- Ta- problem. Tanya, Ta- 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 gonna cuss Tanya, you out. You better stop Tanya, this shit right they now. They have no problem disrespecting <laughs> Sasha Banks. I'm glad that Sasha was like, Fuck you, niggas! I'm out of here. Just like uh, you know, Kanye back in the day. But um, this is, I I don't blame Sasha at all. I don't blame Naomi at all. If they if they don't feel like they're respected, who who are we yeah. to to tell their experience? Because yeah. I can't see no respect. Yeah, like one of them wasn't going to win this match. Thus, why why are you beating these champions? What have these champions done since winning these titles? They weren't on pay per view last week. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, the the pro wrestling world in chaos at all times, even during One Nation Radio. Um, oh, Rich, can you go look at the OBS and see about like uh the the zoom in? It looks like you're we're like very small. We are very small. Um, I'm not showing anything that is messed up. All right, if it looks good to you, then like maybe just on my end looking at it, but um, just wanted to make sure. Yeah, figured I'd say something. Maybe refresh on, on that joint, but yeah, man, um, that is quite crazy. Um, so there's no way in fuck that they'd give her her release or anything. So, um. I saw some people clown and said she'll be thanking Vincent Man on Twitter tomorrow. I, um, I, I had a I, I was thinking up a thank you joke, but I was like, I guess the thank yous wore off. I, I, but I couldn't come up with it. I just, I just left it alone. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you know, like like I said, this doesn't shock me. She's been disrespected in the past. I'm glad she stands up for herself. Uh, you know, she could be on her way out anyway. Kind of. Uh, we don't know, you know, yeah. her our Hollywood career uh, is shaping up to look, but all she, all this woman seems to want to do is bring honor and prestige to these titles, and this company don't agree. You know what this is, right? What you, you know, her and you know, uh, her and Bailey, they loved hanging out with FTR. Oh my God! This ain't this ain't none but this ain't none but their goddamn doing. <laughs> Revival out here fucking shit up. They ain't even in the company in years. They fucking shit up. Look, I would love to see Sasha's phone t- and, and, and see the message where it's like, you should, it, it, 
you know, type that, type that, type. You shouldn't put up with none of this. This is why we left. You should, you should go talk, have a conversation with Vince. Look at all the money you've drawn for Vince, and you should go in there and say, <laughs> Hold on, did you start Dax's accent after three months? Yes, this is all like this. Let's add, let's add it, add, add to the storytelling, you know, add, add the elements in, you know, had to, had to fully engross you in the world that I'm, yes. that I'm trying to illustrate. Yes. So, so yes, yeah, man, uh, I, you know, uh, it's funny because when she left after WrestleMania 35, we were doing the show, and I had that, I remember this because it was fucking embarrassing going through like the 2019 uh, best of uh, all the shows, the clip up a uh, best of 2019 thing, and like one of the shows, like I have Raw on, and like literally in the middle of the show, I because, you know, Sasha had been gone since WrestleMania 35. I Sasha comes on screen and I yell, Oh, Sasha! And then we, we stopped the show so I could figure out what the fuck was going on. <laughs> like, she's... Yeah, so, you know, like... I, she's that kind of a big deal for WWE in this modern sense. And it's like... The one true draw keep, in the company. Keep coming... Keep having these fucking disputes. What is there to, what is there to talk about? What are we doing? Like, honestly, they should be bending over backwards for Sasha Banks, seeing as how she's the only one that's ever drawn ratings on SmackDown, ever, since they've gone to Fox. Um, she, Out of the woman's side, yeah. Well, like I, I think Ronda may have done well at, at, at first, anyway. But yeah. Sasha's, like, it, it, like, Sasha's done all this with an eighth of the protection that Ronda Rousey has. So, like, yep. if they actually decided to do that and take advantage of, like, her mm-hmm. army of loyal fans that will show up for her in any, you know, capacity, like we saw, like, um, I don't know if they're still holding something against her, maybe, from the SummerSlam stuff last year. Um, what happened at SummerSlam last year? Well, oh, the COVID thing. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She was not able to make the card. Let's just say that. that. Um, But I don't know, man. It's it's not the first person that's upset somewhere. MJF's upset right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Won't be the last. Nope. We'll be here (laughs) because (laughs) like this shit never stops. And uh, I don't know why WWE doesn't realize what they have in her and change whatever to, to make it make it happy make her happy there especially, especially when it comes like, down to something has, as trivial as a match finish yeah. or a match it, it's not yeah. like she's asking them to rip up her contract and, and give her more money or something yeah so a, a six-pack challenge is an elimination is first fall right correct all right I, one of those probably gonna get pinned right and it's probably naomi that's gonna get pinned and she was like absolutely the fuck not she's a champion well, who we're gonna pin i don't know pick do drop she's like Nikki pin Nikki Ash or some shit. Oh, you like, know, we're trying to give her a push. Bullshit. You're not trying to give him a fucking push. Man. Um Yeah. Dave just said, yeah, WWE sent out a press release and said that <laughs> Sasha and Naomi give him the belts and, and all the sites have it now. All over the timeline. Welp. You, like so you know WWE out here talking to dirt sheets. They already know that um, they know that shit. You know what that means? They're like, trying to poison the well. They know people don't like Sasha and Naomi anyway. I I wasn't even thinking about that, but that's the only part of it. I was gonna say like they're trying to get ahead of the story, which means like th- this shit this shit had to be bad on their end, and they're, cover- I, they're trying to cover their ass. I just hope that 
um, they have proper channels that they can reach out to to get their story out. Like, well, I, I don't mean, think. I mean, have have her and her fans like squashed the beef with Sean Ross Sapp? Are they still mad about you know the? That they're not really too fond of any of the reporters from, that, from what that I gather. That is true. They are not fond of media, and, and so like you know, very you know, distrustful. And you know, yeah, you know, when people are distrustful of the media, you kind of worry about them. You know, yes. just in general. Yes. So um, hopefully, you know, we hear something. Like hopefully, we hear something either tonight, tomorrow, while we're still recording or something. But uh, I will keep it locked in uh, to figure it out. But man, I don't even know like where else we should go. But um, uh, you know, AW last week. Uh, oh, know, buddy! Which, like you want you're on the review shows. Why? Oh no! I, yeah, okay. I, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't need to okay. review the whole show or anything. But it was a really good show last week. Uh, there were some people that were talking like it was this all time dynamite. I didn't get that same feeling, but I thought just everything was really solid. No whack segments or anything like that. Okay. Um, but op- I really enjoyed the opener. Uh, that's as far as I got was the opener. Adam Cole and, uh, and Dax. I really enjoyed it. Um, I wouldn't give it four stars. I'd probably give it like somewhere between three and a half to three and three quarters, depending on like. Actually, you know what? I'll give it. The, I'll give it the, the extra quarter star because it popped me when this Shawn Michaels disciple made a Bret Hart disciple tap out to the sharpshooter. I, I, I that saw was that. Fucking hilarious. That I was fucking hilarious. The first thing I thought was like, I bet this Mark Dax pitched that shit to lose or whatever to the sharpshooter to make the sharpshooter look strong. Probably. Um. Also, Jeff Hardy and Darby Allen, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> I didn't see it yet. Oh, you didn't see it? Oh, okay. I know, I know, I know, I know. Jeff Hardy won, right? Yes, Jeff Hardy yeah. won. I didn't feel I like. I was kind of like, damn, why Darby had to lose? But that match, they took some incredible risks, mm. like complete spot fist, like. Darby pretty much said said it to begin uh, during the show. He's like, man, don't nobody want to see us trade no headlocks. Like they know what's up. So this shit is no rules. Like so, this shit was it was on. Lots of high falls. Darby doing insane shit. Jeff doing insane shit. It was okay. it was it was really fun. Really good. Um, so uh, the Owen tournament rolling on. Uh, Dynamite next week looks fucking great. Uh, we've got Hangman Page. And Takeshita fighting next week. Oh wow, that's gonna be awesome. Uh, oh yeah, Kyle that's right. It was, it was announced on like online, right? Oh uh, no, they announced it last week on the show. Um, oh, okay, Kyle O'Reilly was taking on Ray Phoenix, Samoa Joe versus Joker, Britt Baker versus her Joker. Uh, both Jokers like, are on, on the same dynamite. Well, it's it's being called Wild Card Dynamite, so we're gonna uh, see bo- gonna be both Jokers shit. coming. Okay. So, um, you have any guesses? I, for either one of them, I, I'm really kind of in the dark on this. Like, as far as the women's side, it, it could be like Athena, mm-hmm. um, it could be a Joshi that's in the country, uh, and I feel like we should probably talk about that next. Okay, um, all right. But you know, what's stopping me and Mashita from 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 showing up? You know, and, and kicking the doctor's head off. You I, know, I I think the thing with her is. I, I gotta see her in America. Well, in America, like on a bigger stage, and like obviously, like the one of my eight been asked for. Like, I, I, I have I have concerns about whether or not she would get over in America compared to like uh, Maki Ito or Yuka. Like the second the second they showed up, they were got booked. I was like, they're gonna get over. I, I think I told you that. Like, oh yeah, they're gonna, they're getting over. 
I mean, yeah. like, yeah, they're getting over. But um, I, I, I really think there is a, like a market for, for for Yamashita, especially like, you know, she's not on no goofy shit. Like she wants to come in and whoop some ass. Like if but, they just like let her whoop some ass. Seeing rich, they it 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 they don't let people hit each other as hard as they do or in Japan as they do here. Like, and that's the thing when like. I True. think a lot. I think that's the thing when, like, a lot of uh, people when we talk about a lot of these wrestlers, um, like when we talk about like, oh yeah, and then like they get in the ring and then like they work that they basically work like the Americanized softer style and like people are like, what, what is this person y'all talked about? Like really, really? And it's like, well, then, and then the second they go back to Japan, like they go right back to to, to the murders, it's like. I mean, Kyrie was great in in WWE and NXT, but it's like she showed back up to fucking stardom and like she's doing shoot headbutts again. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's like it's totally different. Um, you know, she's out here cocking back and knocking uh, T- Tam's jaw loose. Like it's just it, it's just a different thing. Like I mean, I remember you mentioning when um Hakari, uh, uh, sorry, uh, the Hakari Noah and uh, Sheeta match, where it's like you just wished it. Like I think he said something lines like I, I wish Sheeta hit people like that here. Um, I, I don't know what it is. I don't, I don't know if it's a thing where it's like, you know, I came to America to get away from having to do that, but I know once I go back, I gotta go back to that standard. I don't know. Um, but like, even watching like the Yuka and Riho match, um, from Dynamite, I think it was Dynamite or, or Rampage two weeks ago. I can't remember what it was, but like, that match is good. It's like three and a quarter, but it's like, if they had that match, Tokyo Joshi Pro. And they were giving their time to, you know, somewhere in the semi, in the last three matches or whatever. I was like, they go out there and they have some high three match at worst. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I, I don't know, I don't know what, I don't know what it is or what the mandate is or what they're being told or what they think like, or if they're just, you know, they're working for their, for the audience and what they think the audience wants supposed to, you know, I don't know. I have no idea, but like, it's just something totally different. Like, cause you know, I mean, my first thought when I first saw, uh, Oscar wrestling uh match with Mako tomorrow I was like, Jesus Christ! Like I thought she hit hard here. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, so I, I I don't know what it is. I don't. Um, so we're starting to see various Joshi pop up mm-hmm. around okay. America, starting to get booked in independent promotions. I believe well, there before is. We that, before we get to that, yeah, Takesha, Takesha, he's gonna get over. Oh yeah, he can get over. Can yeah, get over. like that that lethal match. It was like Ishin is like you know lethal is always out there. He out here wrestling you know for forgiveness at all times. He's in there with Keshta, <laughs> and like by the time they came back from that commercial break, they were like, okay, instead of just the you know you know let's go lethal, lethal sucks. And it was like, all right, Keshta too. All right, like and that shit's gonna that shit's gonna work. He gets a hero Adam Page, and you know obviously we saw him beat uh or lose to lethal. So you know, he's going to lose to to page, but he going to get, he going to get that man a run and like, he going to get himself over. Yeah. I I'm very, I'm about as excited for this match as I've been excited for anything. Maybe since FTR in the box too, mm. uh, on dynamite and just like excited to see hangman in there. Uh, Takesh is, I think like 25, maybe 26, but he's got a wealth of experience. Um, the, this is like helping build the punk and hangman thing up, which I'm loving uh, so far, kind of angle to take him with it. Um, and this is uh, th- isn't this what people want with hangman? Like, don't they want him to kind of be more 
focused on and uh you know doing something you know to, to be part of, part of the the show like i'm sorry if he's not trying to hit cm punk with a car or something or you know trying to commit murder uh but he's gonna he's gonna probably have like a hell of a match with like this is just a hell of a unique match um that i'm very excited for um but as far as uh the joshi wrestlers popping up on the u.s indies Mm -hmm. i feel this thing is starting and it's an influx and this is uh there was a match announced uh it was miyu yamashita uh, and she's showing up to like North Carolina. Yes, uh, Raleigh, she's North Carolina, re- the Triangle. Yeah. So Chad, go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I didn't catch the name of the the young lady she's wrestling. Oh, Miyuki Takase. Okay. Yep. So and An- obviously another one she's... of the top freelancers in in uh, Joshi. Yeah. So so like, what is this about, James? Like all these all these Joshis like popping up in independent wrestling because I feel like some uh, replacement is about to go on right now. <laughs> I, I had the same thoughts. Uh, like you sent it, you didn't say nothing, and like I, I said, the same thoughts I sent to Kobe Bryant with the eye, young Kobe with the afro with the eye, eyebrows up, like, <laughs> like, um, look, there, there have been. I mean, there's always been in the indie scene. There's always been, you know, from Shimmer, Shimmer. A lot of it was made off of like. Oscar Kana coming here and wrestling like Sarah Doray, um, and other people that along the, along the time like, and then you've always had like Ring of Honor. They always would bring in like an Anai or bring in um, Stardom wrestlers like like Mayu or Hazuki or Getsu or um, or uh, Hazuki or whatever else. And like you know Lucha Underground, they brought in uh, the, the you know Freedom. Like, it's always been this thing of bringing in talent. And, like, even, I, I think even, like, for Shimmer, like, uh, Arisa Nakajima showed up. Like, I think she doesn't want to do it anymore. She didn't like her stay. Like, she talked about, like, she didn't like the food here, whatever else. She liked the fans. Can't she blame her. The food, right? <laughs> she didn't like the food. She didn't like uh, her, her arrangement. Like, I think she had to, she, she had to split a room with somebody. She didn't say who it was, but it's like, she didn't want to do it, but she did enjoy the fans. I remember her saying that. But, um, like, there's always been a market for good ass wrestlers coming over here, and like you know, Stardom's Stardom's gotten more popular. Tokyo Joshi Pro's gotten more popular. Um, that's been helped a lot with you know the NXTs and AEWs, especially for the uh, the Tokyo Joshi Pro wrestlers as well for the AEW side to get a Yuka and Maki, and they're both you know wrestling on the in Oregon, um, and then now you see. Uh, you say uh, Miyu. I'm sorry, not not uh, not not uh, um, Yuka, but um, Ito and, and Miyu. Um, and Miyu, like I mean, she was the Shimmer Champion or no Shine Champion. I'm sorry, she was the Shine Champion in 2019. Like you know, she lost it back to Allison K. And like obviously, she wants to come back. She's doing that now. Like and while she's here, she's going to. Go, people are going to try and book her, and like I think you even told me like that somebody got booked on uh, on PWG. Yes, Yuka Sakazaki got booked on PWG against Masha Slamovich, and I was like, man. So I wonder if if people were going to be upset with this because with you know the influx of the Joshi wrestlers, some of the Joshi wrestlers have faced vile racism online from certain segments. Yep. 
uh, of of the people. Um, they've also like been subjected to like, or the fans have been subjected to this weird projection thing. Like, you know, it's some sex thing. It's some, uh, you know, just some weird thing. We no one could possibly be interested in better wrestlers like at all. So, like, you know, I'm just like wondering, you know, will will this backlash come like when you know when when insert uh wrestler name here that's been crying about not being booked in certain places uh are they are they going to be upset are they going to realize women are being booked are they going to be upset that they ain't booked still yeah we will see yeah yeah so um and like to be fair at face value some of the critique or a lot of the critiques I've seen for um, independent pro wrestling and not having women talent on there, it's legitimate. But I think we're going to see a lot of some of these places like they come to, when when people get booked. Um, it comes to the surface that they really were saying like, why is not about necessarily the collective it's about them and like. I don't know. I don't know how to necessarily dismiss them as saying they're frauds or, or, uh, or garbage people. But it, but it is going to be interesting to see how they handle it and how to and how not to, you know, if they're going to tell them themselves or whatever else, and like how people deal with like. Now that there will be women in PWG, now what? And then like, what happens from there going forward? And then like, how, what is that going to look like? And you know, all this and like, to be quite honest, I mean, we talk about this all the time. I talk about this with you all the time. Where it's like, there's so much fucking talent, talented, so many talented women in Japan. And like, I don't, I, you know, I watch a shit ton more than you do, and I still feel like there's just more people that I even have time to see, right? And and you know, there's like, there's like, a, a like fifteen promotions. In, in Japan alone, um, and I'm, I, you know, like stardom is kind of like they, you know, they hang, they do stuff and collaborate with the rest of uh, the Joshi world. Tokyo Joshi Pro is just kind of like isolated to itself. Um, but like everybody else, kind of like at this point, it's kind of up for grabs and people move around and people making moves and doing these freelance units and, um, and people are trying to, you know, or look at it as like, all right, well, you know, someone like Miyuki Takase, like she's a top freelancer. She's doing nomads and they're trying to, you know, they have a chance to be like a viable number three now that like Ice Rip is going to shit and it's like, or is going to shit, I, I, you know, whatever. But, um, cause they have the, they have like Maya Yuki and, and Takase and Rini Yamashita and they have, you know, Rini Yamashita, like I, all of them are like, Rini Yamashita's already done a few shots over here already. Um, so it's like, who do you think, got her to connect to get, you know, this booking for uh DPW. And then like, you know, Takase was trained by uh Mizunami. So it's like Mizunami's already been over here too. You know, like so there's gonna be a lot more of this over the coming years when you're gonna see a lot of talented people and like all it takes is like showing up on TV a few times to be someone can be booked. And we're gonna see how this goes going forward with like the American talent and Quite honestly, like if enough of them come over here for enough shots and everything else, like this could be for the betterment of like American women's wrestling too, to where like you get some people some matches with people that are super experienced. Yeah, 
So I, that's what that's kind of my but, thought on it as well. But the but, thing is, like, like don't are, come they, out are, they going, are they going to see? But are the American are are American women going to see it that way? Or are they going to see it as like fuck? It just it's more competition. We'll Look, see how this it, goes, and that goes for fans as well. Like because it's like, are you going to see this as like just a just a change? Like like we know. Like and I talked about this when Britt Baker won a title from from Sheeta and just how people were just dying to get it off of Sheeta for some reason. It's like you want that comfortable face that's right in front of that, that familiar face as as you know or whatever. And I like I I've just seen how people have treated Riho online and I've just not liked it. Right. And it's really bothered me. All she does some, is go into just... every building and get over right. and have a great match every time. Right. There was somebody this week that was trying to convince, that was trying to tell oh people that, that Alexa yes. Bliss was a better wrestler than Rio. <laughs> I'm like, what, nigga? You out of your mind? Like, Put down the crack based cocaine. On, based on what? Like, I'm, quite honestly, bro, like, I don't think I can. I, 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 maybe I'm wrong, but I could probably look it up and go through it over else. I do not think that Alexa Bliss has been in in, in a single singles match that was considered great. I, James, honestly, I don't think she's been in one that was even really good. James, I'm going to list the great Alexa Bliss <laughs> matches that there have ever been. That's the list. Okay, so I, I was trying to be more fair, but. I, Let's see where you go over this. Uh, <laughs> I think I think the thing for me is like Riho, like just from 2019 to um, you know the pandemic, kind of like she had a track record of just like always having quality matches. At worst, quality matches. Sometimes they were like great matches. A lot. Of, sometimes match. Most of the times, these matches just kick ass, and I'm just like. How do you how do you confuse these two things where like the crowd's going banana for these for for her matches? Meanwhile, Alexa Bliss matches are just like oh they're they're cool whatever. They're not really there to see her wrestle, and that's <laughs> it, it's weird. I don't know, man. I I, I just don't I, I don't I don't see how anyone can even objectively try to come to that conclusion. Like just tell me like you're really into Alexa Bliss, and then like we can just move on. Like be honest. Yeah. Yeah, and like I understand, like what we're doing, what, we're, what I'm kind of doing to that person is like what we're kind of saying, like people are doing to like Joshi fans. But it's like, I, I I'm sorry, like, like I feel like most, there's a most lot. of the can we agree that like most of the women in in professional wrestling are attractive? I think that as a general rule, <laughs> that, right. that that kind of lends itself to. So, so if that's the case, like, why would anyone have favorites or, or like, do you, like do you think people are like have some like Asian fetish thing? I I, I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah, man, it's um... and, I, and I'm willing to I'm willing to I'm willing to uh in, to go and say like I'm pretty sure there are some people like that, but not. I, I can't put a percentage on it. I don't think it'd be the majority. I just think like they they do a lot of there's a lot of good wrestling that you just don't see and you're unaware of and like not not like you know hold it against other people that they think there's other wrestling that's as good or better than what you're watching. Like don't hold on to think like the wrestling you're watching is the best wrestling. There's so much fucking wrestling. How the fuck can you ever figure out what's the best wrestling? There's there's great wrestling everywhere. 
Here's the answer. You don't figure it out. <laughs> you don't figure it out. You you just, you know, you, you, you take all suggestions, but you don't, don't require yourself to like, I wouldn't immediately dismiss anything without ever engaging with it. Right. But, um, yeah, you know, um, I don't know if someone watches Riho and then see what she does and be like, Oh, all Joshi wrestlers stink. Come what's again. The, what's like, the Paris point? Like, do you, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, was she not one of the best like women's wrestlers in this country when she was around? No. Weird. Yeah. Really weird. Yeah. Really weird. Yeah. Um, Kota Ibushi. Oh, um, now I don't know all the details, and I don't think I know anyone that does know all the details on this. I've read reporting from Voice of Wrestling. Shout out to those guys. Uh, I've read, you know, I've heard different stuff. Super J Cass. I believe Keeping It Strong Style will be taking to the air uh, tomorrow night. I've been privy to conversations uh, with them. I'll let those guys, uh, you know, handle that on the air. I don't even want want to, but. Kota Ibushi went wild the other week on Twitter, sent out a lot of tweets implicating some <coughs> people in the office, <coughs> excuse me, continuing this uh, trend of, of people, MJF, Sasha, <laughs> Kota Ibushi, uh, of like going at people in the company <laughs> or something like that. And there was just so much stuff in this uh, down to, Yakuza implications. Um, a lot of this stuff is mistranslation. It's yeah. hard to kind of figure it out. Then there's Kota Ibushi himself, which, you know, a lot of people see as an aloof kind of uh, individual. And you add in the, the, the professional, you know, the professional wrestling aspect of this. Is he working? Is he you know, and then you start seeing this like, whoa, hold on. Maybe Ibushi is not this infant child that everyone thinks he is. Right. You know, he's he's bringing up gripes about merchandise and, um, you know, injuries. And, uh, you know, Kota Ibushi is coming back to, you know, or was set to come back at the New Japan Cup. Uh, he, they, he was thinking they were rushing him to, no, to meet. No, it goes back even further. Yeah, they were Russell Kingdom. They were they were trying to get him. Not even Russell Kingdom. They were trying to get him back for like those this end of the year uh, or uh, Corrigan Halls to then set up what was going to happen at Russell Kingdom. It was like he just separated his shoulder in October. Yeah, and there's some dude named Kikuchi. I don't, I don't know. It's yeah. not the one that you think of with all Japan. Apparently, I, I found out there's a different one. So, mm. uh, and then there's a different Kikuchi as well. And there's two Kikuchis in New Japan right now. So it's oh, man. all fucked up. Slander, um, getting the slander. So, I mean, I I don't know what to make all make of all this. I imagine Kenny Omega's phone was was blowing up. <laughs> What's up with your man's? Uh. <laughs> I don't like there's just has not been enough for me to what? really say who's in the wrong, who's in the right. If Kota Ibushi's out of his mind or not, uh, floor is yours, James. Okay, so I saw at the beginning of it, I think, or when it first the first day it happened and talked about how you know the Kikuchi uh guy, and I was like, huh, and the people were like, wait. What you know, because the weird translates, people don't know. People thought, like, wait, is he actually the booker? It is not, it has been Gato this whole time. And he asked the other questions, and I'm like, that's not really the 
like you don't you're, you're too in the weeds for shit that don't matter like the part where it's like the guy that they have presented as like the number three guy in the company for like the last three four years is like pissed off over over payoffs for merch and like being rushed back from injury and like feeling like he just got like released like via text message or or, or, or um whatever. like th- he was threatened to be fired or something right, like that right right and it's like, forget that part. Forget about who the fucking Booker is right now. This is nuts. Like, this is nuts. Um, so uh, that in itself was like wild. And like, obviously, you know, there are a bunch of people trying to parse through it. And it's, it's hard because of like how, you know, closed off they are to the public and, uh, and how they keep, you know, kayfabe and how he's breaking kayfabe by doing this. And I don't know if we ever see him in New Japan again. Yeah, I, I I don't know what happens. I don't know what happens. Um, I don't know anything. Anything could happen for me. Like if he comes back, I wouldn't be surprised. If he will, if he never wrestled again, I wouldn't. Uh, in Japan, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, it just it's just really weird how this is how it's unfolding. And like it just feels like this is like a weird thing where it's like it could. He's airing so much dirty laundry, or it's like he goes back to the locker room. What what's gonna happen then? Um, you know, like, you know, he also added a, a number of guys as cheaters, like by name and shit. It's like, yo, what is, you know, as people having, you know, extramarital affair, extramarital affairs, it's like, what are you doing? And, you know, um, that's a, that's a bigger oh, no, deal no. over there than it is here. Um, and yeah, it, it just like, it's all going bad and like it looks like he's having a you know from what perspective be like he's having like some type of meltdown like what's going on why can't anybody hold him can't figure this all out and then the other end he's like you know he's responding to people that are you know asking like are you okay and he's like no i'm fine like i'm good it is like are you though (laughs) what the fuck is going on um so yeah, it, it's, it's kind of wild and like we don't, but you still in you know because of translation, we still don't know exactly what the fuck is going on. Like I mean, I, I don't know if Meltzer's written about it, or if he's talking to, or if Fumi's talking about it at all. But it, it just looks like he's like in the Tyson zone almost. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then like the the, the real <laughs> one top, the, the real like the real one was like whoa was like when he, he's like. I forgot what the mission, but he made a, a reference to like saying like somebody's there's like some, you know, Yakuza connection is like, yo, whoa, what? Huh? You, you ain't supposed to, this, this ain't we supposed to talk about, baby. Like, no, <laughs> this is, this is bad for business. This is bad for business. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, this is bad for his health and well-being too. Uh, I, I don't know, man. Like, and then, you know, at the same time over here, you got the YSL thing going on, so then Rich is talking about like Japan. It's YSL. You're an idiot, you know, man. You know, y- YSL worldwide. You know, <laughs> you know, why YSL just for Yakuza? <laughs> what else you think it's still for? Oh my fucking god! Um, let's go to questions, man. Do we do this play? We're not explaining. I'm not explaining why I sell. No, you, y'all no we're not. Go to Twitter. I'm not being implicated. Yeah, I ain't speaking on that. I don't uh, want them I'm, getting confused. Yeah. The FBI really ain't one for nuance. Also, um, yeah, I'm, not, they, I'm not speaking on that. When it comes to a Rico, you know, that's 
you know, that's over there with it. Like, yeah. it's over, you know. Um, but yes, uh, Ladero Negro, Yakuza Slime Life. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, in the comments. What was what was your favorite YSL meme? Before we move on, what was your favorite YSL oh meme? Oh, uh, I think just saying insert uh, whatever person is YSL. Anybody you hate that you want to see yes. hauled off the jail is in YSL. And you yes. like, I, say, I think I saw Amy off. Schumer wearing a YSL chain. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I heard Jack Harlow is in YSL. Um, <laughs> you know what's funny? At the, at the press conference, the DA uh, actually got yeah. a question about Jack Harlow, and she was like, she politely was. She wanted to be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" No, <laughs> but she was like, "No, no as of now, I, I, no." <laughs> I think that was my favorite type of my, thing. My favorite was someone found because you know they had the pictures of, of uh, the YSL. I forgot what album cover it was or what it was for, but like they, you know, they're in some fancy house, they're dressed to the nines, and they all sitting around each other, and then you see like they they have died uh one of their dogs i think it's a pit bull uh like a lime green color mm-hmm. and then like someone took like <laughs> someone took uh, a picture uh off the internet of a dog uh basically sitting in the back seat of a of a of a cruiser of a police cruiser behind <laughs> behind the cage and then like basically like tinted it green so so people so like at first you didn't know or you or you knew it was hilarious it's like somebody's trying to scam y'all that that that, that, that slime dog has been <laughs> that the YSL dog has been fucking Put been, been implicated and put in the you know put into the kennel for this shit and bro I thought that shit was hilarious like yeah they locked up slime dog that's a damn shame yes yes why well, sell the new BMF you know uh, um kind of kind of kind of you know fifty of them things you know in the street so um yeah man um. We'll go to a couple questions uh, we got from Jeremy and Josh. He said, uh, Jeremy said, if you could trade someone from WWE to AEW for MJF, who would it be? Oh, I got my answer, James. For MJF? Yes. <sighs> hmm. Hmm. So I have do I have to make do I have to make a fair trade on behalf of both of them or do I or just whatever I want because I don't care about what happens to WWE. Uh, I mean, I, I, if you're taking a good person from WWE, I, I'm I'm sure I'm sure you wouldn't trade MJF for trash. Okay. Um, I guess if they lose AEW loses, I don't know, man. Like. Uh, I, I don't know, like who who's really killing the. I, I mean, I I don't know. Maybe I guess Sasha. I don't know. Yeah, let's say Sasha. Whatever. Okay. I would trade Drew McIntyre for MJF straight up and run to the podium to do it. Mm, okay. Like we've seen what they've been booking Drew uh, like since uh, <laughs> you know last year. Uh, Oh man, great comment. Julia took out the bridge for the latest show. She's trying to beat them YSO allegations. Um but uh we've seen how they've Who been booking Drew, Drew McIntyre, uh Lethero Negro. 
So, uh, you know, he's not been booked very well. Uh, you know, change the scenery for, for him would, would be welcome. You know, I'm high on Drew McIntyre. When you sent uh, that question to me earlier, who is the, your favorite WWF champion? Uh, before sending the picture of the night, I was thinking, I was <laughs> with, like, the, the goal, with the winged eagle. Yes, I, I was thinking to myself, I was like, put, HBK. Put, put that Austin. up on the screen so they can see that yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> It was like I was like I was like HBK Austin Drew McIntyre. He's one of the people I was thinking about. Uh-huh. Whatever. I was like, yeah, I, I trade Drew McIntyre for MJF. Okay. Um, it's it's weird because f- it's like I'm thinking in terms of like sports, where it's like you got to do something that's you know like involving age and like they're so far away in age, where it's like right anybody that you want to <clears throat> trade for MJF is like it doesn't even it doesn't even seem like a fair trade or whatever else. Yeah, it, it's it's hard. So I, that's why I went with Sasha. Is like you know they're relatively close in age, and like you know Sasha will be a will be a huge boost for uh, the women's division if she ever end up in AEW. Oh, also the discourse and the and the online like chaos that that would cause. Yeah, because a lot of that Sasha crew don't fuck with AEW, and then they have to flip up. Then they gonna quick. Have, then they gonna have to. Yeah. Yes. So like, we got you guys what you can- like. You know, just you know, you see Sasha like pick, like holding picture Sasha Banks and Tony Khan holding the picture up like this, but like we got what she like. It's almost a you know, and they could be like, damn, she, they could be like, they gonna act like as if uh, Tony Khan held her hostage if she ended up in AEW. <laughs> meanwhile, Man. meanwhile, he, she's dropping titles on the on the on the desk and walking away from WWE, but she be held hostage in AEW. Go fucking figure. So um, I'm gonna display the uh, the. The the Nanai Takahashi. Uh, this post came from at Cult of Bull. Uh, I don't know where Nanai Takahashi got this belt. I, I don't know. I either. don't know how old Nanai Takahashi is oh, here. She's probably in a probably in her early twenties by that point. In, by that point in time. So maybe shit. Maybe WWF was over. They, they didn't really go to Japan that often back then. So I, I don't know. I have no idea how she got a hold of that shit. But I remember seeing that. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Why the fuck would she even? Why the fuck would she even know? Barely even. Like if you if you were to imagine, like would a Japanese wrestler know what a WWE top title was look like in the in the mid to late nineties? You probably like I guess, but to actually have one on hand and yeah. in this like you know take a pit photo with it, like, that's wild. Right. Where the fuck did where they make Ronda Cabells over there? Uh, I mm, mm. can't say. Um. But Josh, Josh, number two, and shot happy birthday, or this is Josh number one, sorry. <clears throat> happy birthday uh, to Josh Smith. We were at his place, and we watched, like, a super card of matches um, from, from every promotion pretty much over the last, I don't know what the earliest match was, but as far as date-wise, but we watched a lot of great matches. What was, what was your favorite match that you uh, that you had up there that you saw? Mm. Um, the one that impressed me the most was the tag team match with uh, Mara Fuji and Kenta and Ishimori and I can't remember who else was in it. Um, Kenta. Oh, okay, yeah. So yeah, that that that'd be the match that like and Kota Bushi. That's right, Kota Bushi is who I'm forgetting. Yeah, so yeah, that was that was super impressive. I had never seen it before. It's like a match from like Same. 2007 Seven. or 2008, some shit like that. That was super impressive. Um. And, like, you know, it's funny because, like, you know, you watch enough um, New Japan 
and you kind of like you can kind of get over uh, some of the acts or whatever else. Like Ishimori is a great wrestler, but it's like consistently great, not so much, and you, you, whatever else. But like you see that match, you're like, oh, we're not tripping. You're not tripping the first time you saw that dude. Like dude is like explosive as hell and. Like, it was really good, and, like, maybe he didn't bring it all the time or whatever else, but, you know, in that match, he damn sure, that match was great. But, like, there was a lot of stuff, like, uh, you know, I actually, you know, I can't really tell you everything, because, you know, I, you know, typical James Boyd fashion, I show up late for the shit, so I missed, like, <laughs> two or three matches. So, yeah, you have to tell me what, uh, what I missed out on. Um, you missed, I don't think there was, oh, that I, I was marking out over Mike Awesome and Masato Tanaka. Somehow okay. I just never seen yeah, it. I wasn't yeah. much of a big ECW watcher, but. He fucking murdered, he murdered Pro. Tanaka like 40 times. That power bomb he did like over the top, like awesome bomb over the top rope through the table. That shit was crazy. Um, uh, Omega Nabushi, of course, I haven't yeah. watched that match in a couple of years, but it's like. The athleticism, the violence, just jump off the page, the selling, the the back and forth. It was just like, how can anyone not like either of these people? It was it was just mind boggling, like how great that was still. And the guys at the time were pointing out, like, hey, when we first when you saw this match in real time, it was like we all thought that was like, yeah, that's just a five star match. Yeah. But that's like the preview for like yep. the real match that was coming. So and that match hasn't, mm-hmm. you know, come to fruition yet. But yeah, that shit was was incredible. And the Noah tag, as you mentioned, those were my two favorites uh on the night. Uh I thought you know, I finally got to see that big PWG six man. Thought it was good, but I think Dave like probably got the live bump on that. Yeah, yeah. I, I also like one thing that I will always mention is like if you're going to watch a bunch of high level wrestling, the sh- the flippy shit is not gonna like you play that last unless it's something like spectacular. Like it's not gonna it's not gonna like hit you in that same way. Watch people beat the shit out of each other. Uh, will it just doesn't? I don't know why, but it just is. Like, and I remember uh, I don't know you know whatever Josh is his birthday. He, you know, he played, put the list every once, but I was, I had thrown out a suggestion. Like maybe you should like, you know, put the flippy shirt on earlier or whatever else. And like, not to say that death match was on first. I wouldn't say that wasn't, um, I wouldn't say that wasn't like, it wasn't impressive. It was like, but like the thing was like, you're watching is like, you're watching basically like these Rocky fights. And then you watch this match where it's like, it is like this super coordinated stuff and it's really cool and really awesome to see, think of people like being able to coordinate all this stuff to get people in position to do all this stuff and all these flips and, and all this crazy dives and, and whatever else. But it's like, at the same time, it's like, I just saw people go to war and now like, you know, the flips are coming out and like, I think, you know, it was, it just one match and it's them, but it's like, you know, it's, it's the young bucks it's it's Will Ospreay it's Ricochet, it's Adam Cole, it's uh Matt Seidel. And they're just basically just doing every, every flipping dive they can think of or whatever else. And it, it was, it was a blast, but it just, it just didn't hit me in that same way as watching like, um, you know, watching Kenny Omega and, and Kota Bushi. And I'm not saying like it necessarily should, but it's like, these different styles, it comes down to taste. And like, I think just me personally, like I always feel like the flips don't, the flips have to be like the, the flippy match has to be way better than the, than the hard hitting like slug fest, uh, to make it like stand up over time. And we watched a lot of people being the shadow each other for, for a number of hours before we finally got to that match. 
Yeah. Um, Josh asks, hopes and expectations for the Forbidden Door card. <clears throat> so Oof. I think there's a lot Good of question. like different ways you can go on that. I know me personally, I hope that the build for this thing isn't entirely an AW. I feel like it shouldn't be on the onus of only being promoted on dynamite. I feel like there should be some type of big angle at dominion or something like with AW dudes hopping ass on a plane and getting over there to, to do something that's, that's dope or whoever, you know, if somebody's in a singles match, you know, dropping somebody or, you know, sending a gang over there to, to walk out essentially, um, like I, I want to see that kind of uh, thing, you know, in the lead up to it. I think I said, um, you know, I'd like to see at least maybe like three singles matches. I know they're trying to get a lot of people on the card, so I'm anticipating some six mans, maybe even a ten man, maybe a battle royal um, at some point. But uh, like, I, I want to see like stuff happening in Japan too. New Japan uh, of America's cool, but I want to see stuff. In Japan, too. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that at all. Um, I think I think they can get away with just two. Um, so they can basically, like, you know, oh, obviously, you know, Okada's winning, Hangman, or whoever is the champion, most likely Hangman is going to win. Uh, but, like, if you, you know, have the two title matches or whatever else, um, I think that'd be the most fun, you know, the easiest thing to do. You basically have both champions win. Um, and then after that, like, you know, f- uh, factional stuff were like, you know, chaos versus, I don't know, um, the, uh, the, whatever the hell Adam Cole and, and the Yumpus calling shows right now, if, you know, depending on what's going on with, um, Kenny Omega. Like I think that would be cool. Um now you know, and then you know, then from there it's like anything else after that is like fine, like do a Rambo, <clears throat> get people on the car, let them get let their music hit, get their pops, do their do their have their dumb bad for <laughs> a rumble uh a rumble match. Uh, but then, I, like that's really my only expectation is like get get give me two big singles matches, get you know get a win for each top guy um, that you want to put in, in a in a big spot, um, and then like do you know cool, the cool top factions top factions, and then like you know obviously like go beat Bushi, go beat uh, Bobby Fish, and get the fuck on. But uh, outside <laughs> of that, like that that's that's really you know like I don't think you have to do that much. But you just got to do more than Noah and New Japan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a that's a low bar to jump over. I feel like right. uh, Lothario Negro has a great suggestion. He said it would be cool to do a rumble for a G one spot or something. Like they could even have like you know if if they're sending somebody to G one from AW, they could have them win, or they can have one of the New Japan guys just win. But like yeah, I punched my ticket to G one. If you know you don't want to actually send someone, that's um, cool. That's cool. I mean, it's not uh, it's not doing a miniature G one to get to it to, to get a slot in G one like Stardom's doing, but yeah, it's, it's, cool. so it's, um, it's, it's nice. It's nice. You know, they they could have you know uh, Tony Khan and Obari come out and you know they do a some type of ceremony or something. Uh, you know, what just kind a, of ceremony? I don't know. It's just just something that's funny or whatever. Uh, but, the light, the, what are they gonna do? Light the Olympic torch? Like what the fuck? Yes, is, what the yes, fuck you yes. wanted to do? Yes, you know, like like the tours of pro wrestling, and then they have like Tanahashi come out, and then have like 
I don't know, whoever the fuck you want to bring out for AEW, like, and figure something out. I, I want to see some type of ceremonial aspect, like something that lays the, the ground for future events. All I right. Like to see that too. Okay. So I got one. All right. So, like, you do a video montage or video clips, and you have like Liger and, and Flair and like, uh, Bret Hart and like um, Chono and like basically have like little mess, little nice messages about like the partner, like the door. about Open yeah about the them, about this doing this you know this thing and you know they're gonna do a you know I think they're talking about doing one in Japan too as well and then like talk about how like they're gonna try to do this you know this this thing of like you know uniting you know American wrestling and Japanese pro wrestling or whatever else and. Uh, that, that like I would like to see like some of the old timers and they get a chance to do this like that are parts of big parts of um, American pro wrestling Japanese pro wrestling like be able to show their face in some way shape or form for this mm-hmm. like like I would like to see like Muto on, on like show his face on here not wrestle but show his face on here like we don't even know how close like Keiji Muto was like like Keiji Muto has don't, appeared don't in this. AEW don't before. Yeah, like, right. He we was, didn't know how close this was to us. Don't 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 do this. Don't don't do this. You ain't got to you know, do this. We ain't got to af- go there. I'm afraid like we're right. seeing Keiji Muto in 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 the building because like someone may be tent- tempted to like a world title may be tempted to fall toward him. Like I I don't you know we don't need we need to bar him from the building. I, I don't think we have this concern with these two companies. Like, and Noah, that's a concern. But like, Noah's in a Noah's in a bad, not in a bad way, but like Noah's in a different reality than these two companies. I hope. <laughs> um, but like, I, I I just hope it's like a show where like the wrestlers can kind of display how cool they are like and why they they've been cool for a long time like um like i'm very interested to see what swerve does on the show he told me he was booked for the show so i'll, okay. I'll give you that uh, so i don't know i didn't ask him what he was doing yet but um I'd like to see him in there like to see like you know lij coming out like i want to see what naito does like in america like he he doesn't come over here often like you know he, he did the garden and stuff like that um, you know, Okada's been here uh, several times. Tanahashi's been here several times. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, some, how how is Will Osprey going to be received? Um, that's that's very <laughs> interesting. <laughs> like, I don't know about how he's gonna, how well he's going to be received over here, but once well, once <laughs> but once that bell rings, brother, he will be O V E R. Man, um, and, and I want to see Kenny, of course, like you know, show up. Like, I don't like if he's not you know in a match or something. Uh, you know, if, if he uh appears after Okada's match or whatever, and and points points him out like, yo, when we doing part five, you know, and then figure that out. So, um, that'd be pretty cool. Or you know, have him show up and you know give a V trigger to Jay White or something. That'd be <laughs> give a, just randomly hit strike <laughs> Jay White. <laughs> you know, um, so wow. that'd be pretty cool. But yeah, very excited about that show. That show is like uh, forty days away. So, wow. Wow. it's amazing how fast that's coming up. Double or nothing is coming. A lot of stuff uh, still being set up for that uh, as well. Like got the 
May Young, or not the May Young, the Owen Hart classic stuff uh, set to culminate there. Punk and Hangman official, MJF and Wardlow. Um, so it's going to uh, Thunder Rosa and Serena Deeb. So we're looking to see where the chips fall on all this stuff, um, especially like, you know, going into Forbidden Door. Like, I hope, like, to, I, I hope double or nothing, like, pops, you know, like, uh, like a pretty good card out because like some of the stuff is all over the place. They had BCC aligned with Kingston and PMP. Looks like maybe there's something going on with Jericho there. Maybe some type of blood and guts match. Who knows? Uh, some type of five on five. Um, gonna be interesting to see how they all play that out. Yeah. Um, is there anything else? I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm, gonna start trouble on twitter the rest of the night i already have some tweets taken off about sasha so uh, apparently they did like one of these uh cory gray's burials so i'm gonna play the, the audio here um on the stream if you want to lock in james so like apparently he was kind of subtly calling sasha and naomi unprofessional so let's see Originally scheduled to be part of a six-pack challenge until WWE Women's Tag Team Champions Sasha Banks and Naomi summarily and unprofessionally left the arena before this match could take place. Hmm. Incredible. Incredible. They had Graves do the dirty work for Vince there. So, oh, man. Um I will be continuing to follow this story um, and all that. So uh, I guess we can leave it here for the week. So I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show. Yeah. Um, thanks for listening, y'all. I may uh, next week or this, like on Friday or Thursday, uh, come back and put a show in the uh, on the feed, basically updating everybody on, like, Golden Week of Stardom. There's been a lot of stuff, uh, like, there's a whole show worth of stuff between um, the the seven Golden Week shows that included a pay-per-view, um, the Grand Prix, or 20, the announcement there's going to be 26 uh, people in the Grand Prix, 22 of them been announced, uh, one's a mystery person, and then um, three. There's three slots open, and they're basically doing like a juniors G1 block to decide like the final th- uh, the other three uh, that gets in. Um, the, the pay per view for Oda War Gym is in, the, in a couple weeks, and like there's Tam and Kyrie tagging together. Um, it, so yeah, there's uh there's a there's a lot of stuff going on and. Um, and we also go through all the matches or whatever else. I haven't even wa- started watching any of the other uh, Road to Golden Week stuff. Like, I'll go through all that stuff in the next few days, and then, like, uh, as I get through it, and then I'll, like, give you all a review, uh, or it'll all be like, <laughs> hopefully, that'll be it, because I'm, I'm not trying to do a whole hour long tacked on at the end after doing two hours on AEW and everything else in the wrestling world for stardom at, like, 11 uh, next Monday. I'm not doing that. So, like, I can probably get bang out like a anywhere from 45 to 80 minute show uh, on all that stuff. So um, be, well, that's probably what I'll end up doing. So be on the lookout for that. But uh, thanks for listening Joshi to the show. with James. Don't do this. <laughs> Don't do this. <laughs> like I'm thinking, of, I'm thinking of like calling somebody to, uh, to come do the show with me. Uh, but, but we'll see how this goes. Um, 
But yeah, uh, thanks for listening. Um, be sure to read some other app you're using to listen to this with. Um, uh, go to our Red Circle Drop for the donation. If you're listening on the stream, hit us up with the bits. Uh, go to our go to the PayPal donations, donations, donations. Um, and be sure to listen to other shows on the network. Besides Malaysia Radio, you have the uh, the Keep the Strong Style, uh, the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show, Groman Watches Shit. The Grave Consequences, um, 8-Bit Suplex, All Things Elite, Great Match Generator, uh, Get in the Ring, and AEW Match Guide. Thanks for listening, y'all. Later. Chris Paul is ass. (laughs) Later. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park